What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. This, of course, is episode 176. It's an Octiversary episode. Our 22nd Octiversary, which is a huge deal. Uh, This is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by the old man version of what used to be the so-host, Seth Ott. How long we been doing this? Long time, Grandpa. Long time. (laughs) Speaking of uh, people can do it for a long time... Jared Buckendall. JB. Back in my day, I could go as long as a minx. (laughs) 13 seconds. Yes. (laughs) We all know that's a while. Everybody always knows Grandpa JB fucks like a minx. Uh, I read that on a... a, God damn, I don't want to ever hear that again. Oh no. Jared's thinking about his grandpa fucking that. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus Christ, no. Oh. <laughs> well, and this is this is not how I thought I was going to open the show. But like, if all of our grandpas didn't have good dick game, none of us would be here. So oh, man. I think we all. <laughs> Yo, grandpa's dick game be top to, notch. Yeah, we all just need to appreciate for a second that you know, granddaddy was laying it down, and uh, if he wouldn't be, then. We wouldn't be here to talk about the highly intelligent stuff we're getting ready to talk about. Tonight. I'm really so, starting to think, lot, Grandpa. I'm really starting to think there should be a national holiday along with a song that I think NPA should write for us, but called National Dick Day. There you go, NPA. Or Grandpa Dick Day. Grandpa, Grandpa Dick, Dick Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Grandpa Dick Day. Mm-hmm. You could get like the uh, the Mother Lover song from SNL. Mm-hmm. You could do that, but it'd be Grandpa Dick Day. Is who's who who's is Grandpa's dick being celebrated? And worshipped is so it's like is he the is is he the recipient of most of the like well wishing and stuff or is it that he is is tasked with giving his grandpa <laughs> to others so is it like is it like the national day of giving or it's like it's about it's about what you give out and I, it's it's a call for grandpas to get out there and, and lay some pipe I think I'm gonna go with the second one because that sounds so much funnier lay some pipe <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god some soggy pipes they're just mm. fucking slapping them down and um wow i think that's enough about grandpa dicks today i got a whole bunch it's sorry i'm getting into material from my from my my show uh i got a lot i got about 25 minutes on grandpa dicks grandpa but uh, Dick. I'll, I'll spare the podcast mm. uh, he really slays at those uh, retirement <laughs> homes that you've been going to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wonder. I bet. I bet old people would think I was funny. I. I think it. I, not in the way that I like want them to, though. I feel like I'd feel like Sammy Davis Jr. in the fifties. Oh, like, oh no. wow, that colored one's pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's your not joke about exactly getting fucked in for, prison goes goodness. over really well at the geriatrics. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, you could get fucked in prison for a nickel. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the old folks would like that, but but the pre- people in the present do. Um, for whatever reason, getting getting fucked in prison is something that people think is hilarious. Mm. So I don't know. There's a look in the mirror, America. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we are on uh, our eight, our twenty second anniversary, uh, which is a, a joke that has now lasted, I think, 
170 <laughs> episodes, I think. Yeah, it's been a while since we've celebrated a real octaversary, but uh, but that's a that's a pack of an eight pack yeah. of episodes is an octaversary for people who couldn't put that together. We're getting back to uh, you know some old <laughs> old segments and old thing old things like that. You know, uh, I, I think we have to uh, get a good rendition of, of uh, uh, Rip Torn or Dirty Porn. Here we go. No, oh, no shit, sounder. I wasn't prepared. Oh. Yeah, we should have talked about it. Here's a replacement. Boys! <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember where we were before that joke. <laughs> where I was on a path somewhere. Where was it? I don't know, it seems like the only path we're going down today is fucking Grandpa Dick, so I, I don't even know where we're going. Oh, that's what it was. It, it was the Grandpa Dick thing. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, we're so, I was trying to transition out of the Grandpa Dicks. That's what it was. Mm. We're no, here we're on our back. 22nd anniversary. Uh, getting back to our roots, exploring some old stuff. What's old is new again. Penises. Um, but yeah, dicks. You know, <laughs> old every, ones. Gosh, this is this is real. We're off to a, we're off to a great start, folks. Um, let's get off to an even better start, though. We're going to start with the new segment um, that uh, we're doing in lieu of audience questions this week. Here comes yet another edition of titillating topics. Titillating topics. <laughs> I didn't even have to. I didn't even edit it. You just laid it down so perfectly last Man. week. I just kept it the way it was. Well, weirdly enough, the topics this week are old man Ooh. and penises. So. Oh wow! <laughs> Can we go for the daily double and get all three? <laughs> no, I will. I will hit the. Uh, I will hit the the topic generator. We have three of them once again. <laughs> <laughs> that is the sound effect that an 80s B film had when they were working on a computer. Oh, that's oh awesome. wow. That that's the that's the the titillator, the titillator 5000. I got us one for the podcast. That's awesome, Bobo. That's awesome, Bobo. <laughs> All right. Now let the Actually, I got to hit it one more time. <laughs> it's just so obviously you making sense with your mouth. <laughs> All right, Seth, you have a, do you have a topic for us or what? I do, I do. All right, three topics. We'll choose which one. We'll choose one of them to talk about. All right, three topics that have been randomly generated are barbers, pork, and chess. One of you guys pick. I picked last week. Um. Oh man, I'm I'm kind of hungry, so I want the pork one. <laughs> I okay. Here, I got something to say about pork. Okay. Um. So I don't know. I think a lot of our listeners are in Iowa, um, and a lot aren't, or maybe are from Iowa or have spent time there. Um, Iowa pork is like a really. It's a thing that you hear about, like like right guys, like you grew up in Iowa, you hear about pork, like mm-hmm. you go to like the pork producers stuff, and there's FFA and stuff like that, and. It was one of those things that I never thought much about. Um, Iowa is like really famous for its corn, but we're actually the number one pork producer in the nation, not even number one in corn. And so um, we would hear a lot about that growing up and I never thought much about it, but it is real. Like Iowa is actually the place for pork. I've been, I've been in other places, including in Oregon now. <laughs> and it's not like the pork is shitty here. I've been but somewhere there's else. A big, there's a big difference uh, between Iowa pork and not Iowa pork. And that's something that I don't think gets paid enough attention to even in Iowa um, because the pork there is actually fucking dope. Like, that, that's, a, that's a real thing. That's not just, like, a made-up, like, uh, 
like we have the biggest yarn ball in the world, but there's like ten of those in the U.S. Uh, th- this ain't that. This mm. they're legitimately number one. My my vote for the number one pork goes to Iowa. <laughs> Actually, I don't um, know who would put me on that panel. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa pork is one of my favorite uh, Reddit threads. That's a good one. Oh God! Yum! <laughs> yeah, that's what we. Oh, got. that's nasty. With an E. Nice. Porked. Didn't you win a uh, win like a pork package <laughs> at like a hockey game or something? I did. Yeah, I forgot about that, but I did. It was from yeah, it was from the Iowa Pork Producers Association. Uh-huh. Um, and that shit is dope. It's really, it's actually really fucking good. It's Co- Cody's actually know. been like a fucking sleeper agent for Iowa Pork this mm-hmm. whole time. <laughs> They're actually like the subway and fucking community. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, my new nickname is Porky. (laughs) Porky Michael. (laughs) Porky Michael. Speaking so pork, where where does that rank on your favorite meats? Maybe top five. So I mean, maybe top five. There's like five meats. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe top five. What? Okay, so so maybe maybe fish maybe fish chicken beef are above them, but then what? I don't know. <laughs> For like, some reason, in my mind, I thought chicken nuggets, but that's just chicken. I mean, that's chicken, yeah. <laughs> chicken and, and I mean, hamburger is be fair, beef and steak. <laughs> to, to be fair, um, chicken nuggets are ba- are not even chicken. They're like some sort of like cartilage Paste. that you get out of yeah out that's of the true. beak. They, out of the, the beak. Ca- <laughs> they go in the spam category along with Taco Bell meat. <laughs> Which is horse hooves. Yeah. Um so here I'll give I'll give you meats to rank since this, you can't can't come up with it yourself. Chicken? Wait, hold on. We're we're well, about to go I, Okay, there's there's rank. like pepperoni, meat there's rankings. salami, there's uh yeah. let's get in, hold on, let me find a sounder on the board that uh, we can use to We get have five I'm gonna rank, give you five so. meats and so you know the sounder to play. Okay. Okay, meat ranks. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. <laughs> All right, we have chicken. Mm-hmm. We have beef. We have fish. We have um, turkey. And we have pork. So yeah, but like, what, chicken, what about beef, like fish, shrimp? Turkey, pork. No, nope, those are the main ones. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, probably top three. Insert shrimp if you like. Um, let's see. I'm, my number five automatically is fish. I don't like fish. You don't like fish. That's I mean. I mean, I'll I'll eat it. It's not that I don't like it, but it's if if I had all those options, that's number five. Really? Five, five I think five. my number five is turkey because it's so oh. like hit or miss. Because it's like okay, you can get a really nice moist turkey, but also it's you cook it one minute longer, dry as hell. Okay, your five. Your five yeah. is turkey. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have mine. So my number, number five, five would. Okay, my number five. Your guys' were what? Turkey and fish, respectively? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my number five, and this isn't a bad thing. I love all these meats. I have to put beef at number five. Wow. Whoa, really? Um, like a nice, yeah, juicy I, burger? I, I eat a lot of it, but like at its peak, like the best burger for me isn't as good as the best version of some of these other meats. And so that's why it's number five for me. I'm thinking like one meal, like one plate, the best possible version of this Um Beef for me, even the best beef isn't as good as the the best. Insert another meat here, so that's why it's my number five. But I love beef. I eat a shitload of beef. Wow, you're you're insane, man. Yeah, right. you're really throwing a a wrench into this ranking right now because, like, I, I'm not gonna yeah, lie, I, I had some top notch prime rib the other day. Oh, oh shit, yeah, I did too for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, so good. 
I keep yeah. hearing about people having prime rib for Christmas, and I've I've maybe done it once or twice. I think my grandpa had smoked some up, and uh, that's underrated. Prime rib is fucking dope. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Wait, is prime rib not oh, yeah. beef? We forgot to kick the can. Yeah, it it's is. beef. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah, it's beef, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys should have kicked the can then. Anyway, I, oh, that's why I talk about beef for number five. Number four. Uh, that's where I'm going turkey. But what? I think four is where I had turkey as well. What What is it like? In my mind, there's a very variety of turkey. You know, you have the mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. You also have the sandwich. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what? Where Where are you leaning? See, Which one? Or all? Turkey's of it? my favorite, like sandwich meat. Um, mm-hmm. And I I enjoy turkey on Thanksgiving. Like once you get past from four on up, I like all of them. But yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably like I'm not gonna. If I I'm thinking of like if you're in a cut of meat, that's that's what I'm thinking of. And turkey is like that's that's the fourth cut of meat I would choose out of all those. Hmm. Okay. Actually, I do I, have a question for you too. Mm-hmm. And everyone, yeah. I, I, maybe it's just an Iowa thing as well. But did you guys ever have turkey fillets gl- growing up? Just like for dinner, like fillets yeah, turkey. or like no. you know of a turkey fillet. When I say turkey fillet, you're like, no, don't it's you like mean a, chicken fillet? Yeah, I'm I'm picturing just like it looks just like chicken essentially. Yeah, but it's turkey. Yeah. No, I I did. I mean, I. I, didn't. I, I not growing up, but I've had it. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I've bought you know a few, and you know since I've been on my own. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't no. think I have. I'm not sure I've ever had that. I mean, we we grew up. I don't know if my dad like knew someone and would buy like boxes of fro, like literally like 50 pounds of it at a time or whatever. But we would have quite a bit. But like when I talked to other people that I went to college with or. Um, friends from other states and stuff they're like don't you mean chicken fillets i'm like no turkey fillets and apparently they don't exist outside of iowa (laughs) i've seen them sold in like little like plastic things like in the in the meat cooler you know like they they're like a pre-packaged type thing yeah 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 i've seen those and i've had that that's what i've had for like packaged turkey like cooked that up before Hmm. um turkey maybe it's it's eating Eating all those fucking turkey fillets is what keeps you looking young, man. You you look like a sprightly seventeen year old, even though you're years old. Like mm-hmm. it's it's <laughs> like the age is really well. I'm glad that you bleeped that out. We can't uh, give, yeah. we can't sixty nine. <laughs> nice. So you guys are both saying turkey for your four. I'm turkey saying fish. Four. So I'm switching it. I, I'm fl- saying you flip flopped it. Yeah, 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 I flip flopped it. Um, like a, like a the fish. thing is, the thing is, I'm curious. What like when I say when when you're gonna go get fish. Are you getting like a breaded fish? Are you getting a, 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 a steamed? Are you getting a grilled? Like what kind of fish are you getting? Because I love fish tacos. Oh yeah, fish but tacos but just kind of fish in general. I'm like, eh, you know. I don't go get fish. That's the thing. I, I I don't. If if I'm at a restaurant, I will never ever 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 choose fish. Ever, never. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> what if you go? Well, He's never right. mind. I've probably had thousand. I've probably had a couple thousand meals with this kid. <laughs> Never once have I seen him eat a fucking fish. Uh-huh. I couldn't even picture it in my head. The only time I'll have fish, honestly, is when I when I catch it and my dad cooks it up and like fries it. That, mm-hmm. that I like that fish when it's like like chunks of fish that are fried up and you like use your hands to eat it and dip it and stuff like that. I like that fish, except yeah. for when it has fucking bones in it. I can't stand that. But um, no, yeah, like Cody said, I. I've been yeah I've had meals with Cody where he's gotten fish he's gotten like salmon and things like that Texas Roadhouse he always got fucking salmon when really the salmon oh, really that's all it is is salt it's it's just salt. <laughs> everything's salt it's it's the whole fucking place is salt so if you spill water good. on oh. your fucking table it melts it's, <laughs> it's all salt yeah you can't drink it 
You fucking the 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 salmon at Texas Roadhouse. One of my favorite cuts of salmon you can get. And I like fish. I'm actually probably higher on fish than either of you guys. Um, because like a really, I can I I know if I go and I spend like thirty five dollars on a cut of mahi mahi, it's gonna be really fucking good. And like reliably paying extra for the fish has always worked out for me. And so like if I'm if I'm really gonna go upscale to a nice restaurant, but I want to keep it a little bit on the cheaper side, then I'll go with a nice fish. And uh, it's it's never steered me wrong. I fucking enjoy it. Mahi mahi, salmon, um, even a nice cod or a catfish if you bread it. Um, there's some fucking good fish out there. I, I I wish I know I know your taste isn't just gonna flip change, but I, Seth, I wish you would be more into fish because you're missing out on some really good stuff in that realm. Would nah. I, I'm I'm curious. What your where's your guys' stance on sushi then? Nope. No. Oh, I'm loving sushi. I don't have a stance. I'm I, new I, to- my stance is on fucking top of it with my foot because I'm not gonna eat it. Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> no. Interesting. I, I never ate much of it back home, right? Because in the Midwest, I wasn't sure if I could ever trust it. But out here, I feel like I can. Um, and Gina's really into sushi, so we get it a fair amount. And uh, I like it a lot. I actually have a joint right down. Well, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a, a place down the road from where I work, and I'll, I'll pop in there about once a week during non-quarantine um, for lunch, and they know me there. They, like, know what I like and stuff. So it's uh, – I'm a big Sushi fan. They call you that, Fishy C. That's on me really quickly. Fishy C. They're like, what's up? His Fishy C. And I do a little dance for him. And, <laughs> and then all the white people are like, what a charming little town we have. <laughs> Fun experience. Sushi Tuesdays. <laughs> Number three. Three is where I go with... Hmm, this is a tough one. I probably go pork here. It's probably where I go pork. Yeah, that's where I'm saying pork. I'm pork in three. I think I had... Yeah, I think I was pork for number three, too. Pork is... I like pork. I think it's less versatile than um, than what I've gotten closer to the top. Um, but there is a time when I'm like, I just really want to do a pork chop, like, with some Lowry's on it mm-hmm. and some, like, Creole... Uh, just like seasoning salt the shit out of the fucking pork chop and then cook it up and that specific meal with like vegetables is all i ate for like six months one time and uh i love it it's fucking great a nice juicy you can cook pork a little bit longer than turkey and keep it juicy so that's what that's what i like about it but it's a too specific a taste to be at the top of my list so Mm -hmm. that's why i've got it there um you're saying that you're grilling up all these pork chops and whatnot. Um, I'm curious because I always see at the store these stuffed pork chops. I've never dabbled, I don't think in my life, with a stuffed pork chop. I'm really big fan of pork tenderloins, like the breaded ones and stuff, mm. but yeah. never, never this stuffed business. The thing about the pork tenderloins, though, is that a really good one is awesome, but a really bad one is fucking terrible. Oh, like, yeah. It's just a really essentially... bad one. You can, like, slap it against the table and it'll shatter. Like, those those things are fucking nasty. Well, and then you cut into it and you're like, where's the meat? It's literally yeah. just bread. It's you can go bread, out to the yeah. f- and froth with it. They somehow take, like, basically a sheet of paper that's pork and then bread it. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's what it you is. You know it's good when you can see through it. Yeah. That's yeah, true, when, though. When a tenderloin's bad, it's bad. So that that's, that's like, that that's the problem with pork, I think, is... When it's bad, it's bad. Like, bad if bacon is cooked poorly, it's terrible. If but, pork tenderloin is t- cooked poorly, it's ter- terrible. I, when, I, pork chops get really fucking dry when you cook them terribly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I will say the one thing that we are kind of forgetting is pork sausage. Like, is that a completely sausage different thing, or is that part of the pork family? It's part of the pork family, but I yeah. take it into account. I mean, yeah. you know. Because, like, a good mm-hmm. breakfast sausage, oh, my mm-hmm. God. But... 
a bad again a bad one. One of them that has like it's maybe too like gr- like if you get too much of the the gristled stuff in there, where it's like che- you know you get like a real chewy piece or whatever. Yeah, there's like, like essentially gravel in there. Bad pork is bad yeah. pork, and it's it's terrible. You can get away with some bad chicken. You can doctor it up. Um, same thing with beef, but pork. You know what? You're making a lot of true. sense right now. I know my food. It's true. You can't hide behind pork. There was a time in my life where I weighed more than both of you combined. <laughs> so I know my food. <laughs> That's a fair point. Oh, man. Um, okay, so what, number two? Number two. I had Now I had fish here, so I know I'm, I'm higher than Ugh. you guys, but Ugh. I don't know what you guys. Ugh. Is this where you guys had beef, maybe? Nope, this is where I have chicken. Yeah, I have chicken here. Chicken here. Oh, le gasp. Uh, I would, if this was a normal number five, I would kick this can, but I'll let you guys talk about chicken. Well, okay, first, before we jump onto the chicken train here, I want to talk, like, what what is the one fish of choice that you're going for? Is it the, that salmon that you mentioned, or are you, is there another kind, or, or do you just like it anyway? Oh, if I could only have one type of fish, it would be salmon, um, but when I want to... I eat salmon more commonly. I don't know if they're, it's more or less rare than like a mahi-mahi, but if I get a chance at a mahi-mahi, that's typically what I'll go for. With like a lemon, that's a little bit less. A sa- salmon's more of like a red taste, and um, uh, mahi-mahi's a little bit more of a white taste, if that makes sense. What, that's how I think a, about things. What's a mahi-mahi? Is that like a fucking bass wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what that thing is. Yeah, he has a lay Pretty on. much. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's just, it's really white uh, fish. Um, I honestly don't know much about it. I couldn't point one out to you. Mm. I just know that I get that cut a lot if you go to a decent. I think a really white fish would be would be named like Charles or something. Yeah, and they and then they'd say all fish matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! I was taking a drink in that middle of that. That was bad timing for you, boy. (laughs) Holy shit! So we got Charles the racist fish. If we had more of a budget for this podcast, we would cut away here to like a theme song. <laughs> Charles the racist fish. <laughs> Nolan, get on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Oh man. I love chicken. Chicken was my number one. I think it's versatile. It's easy to cook. Um, and I think its versatility is what made it my number one. You can do number it one, and they're all good. So that's that's why mine. But you just fucking I guess skipped we gotta it. get to. The, well, I didn't skip. I was like, it was my number two. So I was telling my number two after chicken was your guys' number two. Okay. But I'll let you guys. Yeah. If you guys want to uh, want to fillet the beef here. Yeah, we're gonna fillet <laughs> the fillet. Now's the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like Jared said, I had fuck. We both had prime rib. Um, my dad had a he had a rotisserie. Fucking put that prime rib in there. Let it go for an hour or so. Dripping, dripping some juices down. Oh, you um, scoop up that per- au jus and dip it. Oh hell yeah, we had au jus. Um, oh, the, the how's center- you doing? <laughs> oh oh no, the center was fucking perfectly pink. It was great. I, I, it was, it was some of the best, some of the best prime rib that I've had. It was, it was fantastic. Hmm. But to, to, to my point about to, to, to add on to that about beef, um, I mean. A fucking great burger, nothing better. A great steak, nothing better. Prime ribs, fantastic. I mean, you can just do so much with beef. It's the best. Yeah. And and a a meat that, if you eat so much of it, it will kill you. Like, it's got to be great, right? It's got to taste so good. (laughs) (laughs) They don't say cocaine is the best drug for nothing. I mean, it's so good, it makes the cows go crazy. They go mad for it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
but you put it in fucking spaghetti. You put it. You have it on a bun. You have it prime rib. I mean, there's so many ways to eat it. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think because, man, I, I think my favorite form is – or the one that I probably eat the most is burgers. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of, like, the best burger I've ever had. Man, that's tough. I mean, I did just – I mean, it's not the best burger, but it's one of my favorites. I did have a Marcus burger this weekend. Um, <laughs> oh, my Greg, God. <laughs> Greg, old Greg cooked me up a burger. It was 50% off. Um, I, that was pretty, this pretty whole tasty. Thing, this whole thing with the Marcus burgers is, like – it's like if you were really attracted to someone we all hated. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, we're really glad you're happy with this burger, but we know Tom, you deserve better burgers. Tom, and there's Tommy a better Loren. burger out there for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if it were like in real life and we were trying to be supportive buddies about yeah. your crush on this burger, but we, but Jared and I are both sitting here like, there, you've had a thousand better burgers than the fucking one yeah, at the man. Marcus movie theater. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Treats them right. I Treats them right. I get it. It does. <laughs> not not afterwards, but well, in see, the that's moment. the thing. It's kind of a you know an abusive relationship. Yeah, there's nothing better in the moment, um, but afterwards it's a little rough. Yes. <laughs> makeup, that makeup sucks though. You can't beat it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> well, where's the beef? It's at number one of the impromptu Mambo number five that we just honestly did not, did not plan on doing, but here we are. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. Ten. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we didn't do a ten this week. We're actually going to come back to Mambo number five a little bit later on. This being the last show of uh, the year 2020, ever. we're going to do, not ever, um, <laughs> The uh, we're going to do a little countdown of some of our favorite films uh, from this year that has been. Uh, so keep an ear out for more Mambo number five later. But uh, yeah, we got a little uh, impromptu uh, bonus Mambo number five out of one of our brand new segments. Tiddly Throw me a freaking bonus here. Topics. I don't think that one's going to get old for a while. Uh, certainly not for me. Wow. Uh, As I said, we've got a lot of stuff uh, that we're going to get into today. It's going to be a pretty fun show. We're going to introduce a couple new segments, uh, talked about some some things that we're kind of playing around with our formatting and stuff, so you'll see a little bit of that tonight. Um, But uh, before we get into anything else, you know we got to hit you with some chic tweets. I call you a punk. Iron Sheik's gearing up for the end of the year. I've had a a lot of bad news this year. This year's been rough on a lot of people. Um, you know, everyone's had some sort of troubles this year, it seems like. But Iron Sheik, he does, he, he wants to bring us some good news. He says, good news, Bubba. Only four more Judge Judy episodes till 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's a fucking good one. Where's mine? The Iron Sheik. Those could go well together. Judge Judy, four episodes ago. There was a pretty funny... My mom posted a photo from Judge Judy a couple weeks ago, and there was an audience member wearing a face mask, but it was one of those clear <laughs> shields. But yeah, it wasn't covering the mouth. They, like, had it upside down, so it was covering their eyes, but not their mouth. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. And I'm wondering if the Sheik caught that, if he's a Judge Judy fan. Oh, he, he loves the Judge mom. Judy. That's what they have in common. But he does... I know, um, you know, we're getting to the end of the year, too. So, I mean, uh, and... A lot of people are going to be spending New Year's Eve alone. I'm one of them. I'm going to be uh, probably falling asleep on the on the couch at 10 o'clock. But 
Iron Sheik, he, he does give us a little suggestion for New Year's as well. He says, looking for something fun and unique to do this New Year's Eve? Go fuck yourself. Oh. Which, that, I, think I might do that at like 10.10. Who knows? So. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to bed early, yeah, it sounds like you might. Um, I was, I, we may have talked about this off air, um, but someone, I was talking to someone about you know, ending 2020 and going into 2021. And um, someone recently told me that like they, they're excited to feel the relief of getting out of this year and seeing like 1201 on January 1st. And I know that that doesn't have any real value, right? Like obviously everything's not just gonna snap back to normal this week, but do you guys think there is some value? Like, are you gonna get, when you wake up on January 1st, are you going to like feel fresh and feel like, wow, I'm, we made it through 2020. Let's, let's forge forth. Like, is there some value to that for you? Or is it just like, man, eh, it's Friday. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be uh, the curmudgeon type on this uh, podcast, but it, it, what's different, a, a number, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, yeah. again, you can use that as like a small thing to be like, great, we made it now let's forge forward. But, uh, I mean, not much has changed. Yeah. 2021 is, is, you know, I, I hope there's better things to come. You know, hopefully we all get that vaccine and all get healthy and, you know, uh, prosper. But it's also the year I turned 30. And um, it's actually a good thing because finally my hairline is, is getting so much closer to matching my age. So feeling a little better about that. <laughs> but I'm also leaving my 20s, which I had a lot of fun in my 20s. So um, some people say, hey, Seth, you got to grow up in your 30s. Um, quit doing a podcast. Uh, quit playing video games. Uh, you know, get a real job. And, uh, you know, now I have to do it. So sorry, the podcast is over. Um, well, we'll see you, you know, down the road. Hmm. Can we insert the uh, scene? Can we insert the scene of Fast 7 and then Photoshop your guys' faces on? <laughs> oh, yeah. Been a long day. <laughs> I was thinking of of, uh, of the end of Breakfast Club, the with the the fist in the hey, air. Hey, hey, oh, hey, hey! Don't you <laughs> about me? Yeah, that'd be a fucking good one. Man, finally growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's let's take a second to look back on all of the shenanigans from Seth's twenties. Here we go. I don't have a clip. I just wanted to introduce. Oh, I really thought you were <laughs> no, going to. I, I really thought you were going to do the beep boop sound again. <laughs> Oh, that would have been so oh, fun. Man. Oh, man. Wow. Actually, there's a ton board. of soundboard gags I could have gone into there. But um, no, we don't have a clip. Um, but maybe next year on Seth's birthday, we'll come up with a clip. The highlights of Seth's 20s. There'd be a lot of bathroom floors, I think. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we got uh, the Iron Sheik bringing us in to the end of the year. Just a couple more episodes of Judge Judy left before 2021. Shout out to the Iron Sheik. I call you a punk. Alrighty, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. And Mathis Designs. Go find our good friend Steph on mathisdesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. Get that piece. Uh, let's see. Also, if you want a piece of that wood, uh, <laughs> head on over to Mike's Wood. You're going to find Mike and Courtney on Etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed to get that woodworked. Oh, Mike. 
Oh, Mike, we uh, we're nearing the end of the um, the sale going on for the holidays. Uh, I know it's after Christmas, but uh, still some holiday savings to be had if you use Soko Show Pod as your promo code um, on the Etsy page. There, you're gonna get ten percent off your order. So give them a shot. If you're like me and still have uh, Christmas presents to get, then uh, there's your last minute way to get one. Uh, who's next? NPA. If you like our intro and outros, then you like the music of NPA. He's also a recording artist on Spotify. Head on over to his page. Make sure you follow over there and uh, give a listen to his jam, which is Sleep Till Noon. That's why I sleep till noon. There we go. Uh, NPA also teaming up with the very own Jared Buckendall at Room 56 Studios, helping you all out with graphic design, video editing, sound editing, anything that's going to help you make your idea into a piece of art that makes it look like you know what you're doing. Uh, get in touch with the guys at room56studios.com and they'll help you put that stuff together. What? Uh-uh. Boom. All right, last but not least, our podcast distributor, Anchor. Let's have a quick word from them. In addition to all of our sponsors, our Anchor contributors, or as like as we like to call them, our Anchor wankers. Wanker. Uh, these are the folks who have gone over to anchor.com uh, to our uh, SoCo Show landing page and clicked the Become a Contributor button. Uh, so on a monthly basis, these guys are kicking us a few bucks to keep the show going, keep it improving all the time. So big shouts out to all of our current Anchor Wankers. Wanker. And again, if you want to become an Anchor Wanker, wanker. head over to our Anchor page, which you can link to in the description box, and uh, head on over there, choose the amount that's right for you, and uh, you'll get a special shout out. All new Wankers wanker. will have a celeb- celebratory shot in their honor at our very next live SoCo show, which is going to be taking place on January 21st. Uh, it's an upcoming Thursday at 8 p.m. Central uh, live show over on the J-Buck Studios YouTube channel. So don't miss that. Uh, brand new Anchor Wankers, brand Wanker. new shots, uh, and a whole bunch of goofiness to be had. So make sure you guys check that out. Waka waka. <laughs> waka. Um, we are going to, uh, now that we've gotten the sponsorship out of the way, we're going to chat about a the few show's things over. here. We've got, uh, here, here comes a couple of new segments that we're going to throw at you. We're, we're, we're kind of segmenting the show off in some new ways. So first, uh, what we're going to get into is something we are calling, what did you do? <laughs> All right. What did you do? <laughs> Seth, I'm going to, I'm going to let you, uh, introduce this. You explain it better than I do. Yeah. I mean, this is literally just what we did. What did we do this week? What, what's, what's something interesting, interesting we brought up? Um, don't have to do this every week. Not something interesting doesn't happen every week. Um, of course, we had Christmas this week, but one other thing that happened this week is I, I Jared a while back introduced me to the Robinhood app, which is an investing app. And uh, oh, yeah. I, do you do you still have your uh, your promo code, Jared? I do, and I think that they have some like a 2021 promo right now where yeah. you get two stocks instead of one or something like that. There you go. Shout it out, Jared. What's your what's your promo? Uh, hold on, I gotta look it up. <laughs> okay, while Jared's looking that up, I, I took advantage of that a while back um, and got a free stock uh, via Jared at J Buck Studios. Um, and so I've been you know dabbling in that a little bit, and I had a I had a little I've made a little money off of it. You know, not a whole lot, but like ten bucks or so. So I've been reinvesting that money into it, and um, I, I've never dabbled in in cryptocurrency before. Jared, have Ooh. you done that? Um, that was one of the first things I dove into because it's okay. 
it, like you know because people out there uh stocks are very limited where it's like you know if you want a stock of disney it's 125 dollars. i don't you know maybe someone doesn't have 125 but if you have ten dollars you can mess around with crypto and buy fractions of essentially mm-hmm. a bitcoin or a dogecoin or a i don't know maybe that- they have a pizza coin now who knows and that was it. So you just brought it up. Dogecoin. Yeah. I've never heard of this before. I just went to, because I'd never even thought about cryptocurrency. So I clicked on it and I'm like, I have no idea what this is, but it was the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I bought it and because I had like three bucks or whatever left over. And again, what what is Dogecoin? What, what, like, what the fuck is it? Do you know what it is, Cody? Have you, have you heard of it? I know who Doge is. And I fucking <laughs> love that old guy. That and that's so literally it though. So I looked that's it up. That's pretty much it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked at on this fucking coin is a dog. Yep. <laughs> on this fake coin is a fucking Shiba Inu. Wow, great. <laughs> Success. <laughs> and so I just bought it because I had no idea. And when I was like, what is this? I'll look it up. I fucking dog pulled up. <laughs> it was the yeah, man. I was I, I my first toe that's been dipped into crypto, uh, it had a dog on it. So I'm like, okay, uh this is clearly stupid. <laughs> so I'll I'll try this out for a little while, but uh, cryptocurrencies. If you if you need to need to start out, Dogecoin, give it a shot. It's pretty cheap. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the actual the actual thing of it is, it's just basically it for people who want to like transfer internet money back and forth. That's what Dogecoin is. It's like that's what you're investing in. It's like a PayPal type thing or a Venmo. So there you go. Um, it's really cheap to do it. Literally, you can do it for like I did one for eleven cents today because I had a little bit more money that came through. So. There you go. Try it out. Robin Hood. And what's the code, Jared? I don't have the code, but Cody will include the link in the description because ah, okay. I think that it's a thing where you have to click the link and then it brings it up. Um, but yeah, if you do want to get into investing, click that link because then you get, um, I think currently, two free stocks um, towards your name. And it could be anything from something that's maybe $5 up to something that they claim is could be Apple. So what 125 dollars yeah the one i got from you was uh gopro which mm-hmm. was like four bucks or something so i have since sold that and reinvested it in other stuff um yeah i i like that apple a lot though i don't know if uh, it cody it, if that's something just to fuck around with i know you you know your finance man but it's uh mm-hmm. it's a fun one i, I kind of like doing it it's fun just to watch and i get notifications all day about it so i kind of <laughs> know how the stock the stock market's doing <laughs> mm-hmm. well and the good thing is like you're saying you're you're jumping into crypto where there's a uh, you know uh, if you're throwing a lot of money in there it's a lot of risk because you know mm-hmm. that's very volatile but it's a thing that you can trade any time of the day you can trade again fractions of stuff and i think dogecoin like seth you're saying is like to buy one is like four cents or something like it is super cheap so it's like you can buy a lot of them essentially but i know Mm -hmm. that i think like six months ago essentially there was a thing going around on tiktok about dogecoin and it went up 300 percent in like a week so um i mean it's one of those things where you could if you have some just play money just go mess around on the app yeah that's what i've been doing um i've had i did a couple of like tech companies um and some like health companies that were one of them was involved in like the vaccine stuff so that that ended up boosting up a little bit and made some money off that so it's been kind of fun to, it, i mean it's like very little money i'm using but it's been fun to do that stuff is i've i've weirdly enough as someone who works in finance i've never really done my own investing very much um i'm just super my attitude toward investing is really passive 
Um, so I've never done something like that, but I do hear a lot of really good things about Robinhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that the app works allows you to actually learn what you're doing, right? Yeah. Cause the danger in it is fucking around and losing a bunch of money. And there've been stories of people doing that. Um, right. but from what I understand, they do a pretty good job of, of keeping you informed about what's going on. And, um, when you can do it on a small scale like that, and you're really aware of your risks, um, then it can be very fun and it can be pretty lucrative too, if you know what you're doing and you get a little lucky. Um, so those things yeah. are cool. I've, I've always thought probably someday I'd, I'd try something like that. I just haven't been able to yet for whatever reason. Yeah, it's um, it's nice too because I've like I did Acorns not too long ago, like maybe a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and that one's a little bit more like you just kind of it's harder harder to do like individual stocks like that. Um, I think a lot of those are like you buy them in groups of things. Um, and Robinhood, you can literally get. As long as you have the money, you can get any stock you want. <laughs> yeah, fees for it and all that stuff. So it's pretty dope. If everybody gets too good at Robinhood, though, I'm not going to have a job. So don't everybody go there all at once. <laughs> 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 oh man, um, there you go. There's a little money, a little money talk this time. Here's Here comes money. the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Booyah! A little microfinance. I didn't do. I didn't do much this week. Certainly nothing. I would. I think share. I just play a lot of video games and like I'm still I'm so deep into Ghost of Tsushima. I think I'm like 45 or 50 hours in yet, and I'm maybe a third of the way through the story. I'm just doing every fucking side mission, so I I'm still knee deep in that game. So I don't really have anything new that I did um, other than had a had a pretty nice Christmas. Yeah, I did that you, was the thing I did. What about any gifts? Did you get any fun gifts for Christmas? Ooh. Um, my best gift that I got uh, was from my grandma, and. <laughs> She got me the thickest, most comfortable socks I have ever seen in my life. They're, they C's. look like big, thick hunting <laughs> socks. Yeah, big, like I'm slapping them on the back every time I look. Um, and they have fur on the inside of the, uh, I don't know if it's real fur or not, PETA, but um, the there's like a furry inside that feels incredibly warm and comfortable. And then they also have those like those like kind of sticky dots on the bottom of them so you don't slip and fall Ooh. um so I, i'm pretty sure my grandma got me like socks for socks for grandpas and grandmas and i love it it's the best thing i got this year mm-hmm. and i got some cool stuff i got actually got a lot of stuff i really enjoyed um gina got me an air fryer um, you got an air fryer I got a, oh yeah, man yeah, oh, dude really about that Okay, yeah. is it a basket one or is it like does it got like shelves in it? Like what 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 is it? I actually don't know much about it. I haven't used it yet. Um but you I think it's like box. a basket type. Okay. Um I I don't know. I haven't I just really haven't explored it much. And the Dude. whole thing is black and it looks futuristic. It it looked cooler yeah. than I anticipated, but I am very is it excited a new wave? to um no that's not the brand i, I can't okay. remember what it's called but that's not it and i'm a fucking i cook everything in my air fryer now or i guess my roommate's air fryer um this this last week i ordered a, a burger from a place um and i wasn't able to finish it i was full and so the next day Ooh. i warmed it up in the air fryer and it was like the bun was crispy oh. and like it was juice it was better than when i ordered it <laughs> and because the air fryer we have is it's like a it's like a five and one. It's got like two shelves on it. Um, it's got a, a rotisserie. You can like stick a chicken on on a couple prongs and turn it. It's got a rotisserie basket on it. There's one part uh, that you can, can just hang out in. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a little chilly. You want to warm up? You can just sit inside. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But Holy dude, fuck. air fryers, air fryers are the best thing. I mean, I'm I'm happy that you've joined the the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I am excited to be here. I, I think it'll be a fun. Between that and my Instapot, like, I, I don't think I'll ever use my fucking stove again. <laughs> yeah. This whole air fryer business, because you've been talking up quite a bit. I'm curious oh, after Cody it. uses it a handful of times to see what he has to say, because I feel like I need to get it because of like yeah. what you just said. Mr. Food man. This, exactly. I love food. Um, This this thing of you saying that you put your burger in and it tasted oh, yeah. better than what it was. Pizza. I am someone that is such a tip like not I'm trying to think of what the word is like I need things to be no a particular way so like I will go and get like Taco Bell super cheap it's a dollar but then I bring it home and I grill it on the the (laughs) stove or something like I go I I'm super hungry but I go and buy something and then I bring it home and I add to it like I will get a sausage McMuffin and I'm a cheap ass and come home and make an egg and put it on it like that is the life I am living right now (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I would we need just like you need like a um you know that show newlyweds with Nick and Jessica where they just followed them around and watched the shit they did I I mean anyone born after 1991 remembers it yeah within the last five years of that I want I want of. that type of like everyday reality show just for Jared to watch you do all this kind of like little quirky shit that you do that's like it's, the 10th or 12th fucking like exp- like specifically quirky like thing that you do that's so funny to picture you do yeah and and now with Seth saying that I could potentially put a burger in and get a toasted Dude. bun I am like probably gonna go buy one tomorrow <laughs> they're the best they make air fr- there's one I almost bought it was a little more a little more pricey than I wanted but um, that does all I everything I said. Plus, it has like a it has like a lid thing on it, and it's a grill. It's like a grill inside. Mm-hmm. You just put your meat, you know, your steak. You can put your steak in there. Ooh. Close it up. Choose, you know, you have the different options of of meat. You click steak or beef. Actually, you click the type of um, what you want it done. You know, rare, medium, well, all that stuff. Click that. Boom. Then you just let it go. Open it up perfect you said it and forget it pretty much wow um, splish and splash <laughs> um but i uh christmas christmas night i got a pizza didn't finish it all next day put it in the air fryer it was better than when i had it It was crispy wasn't soggy like when they sent it to me um the only thing i wish they would have done wish it would have done is made it the order that i wanted like you know not i wanted thin crust and it they gave me regular crust. I wish it could have turned it into thin crust, but that's next. Those that's sons of bitches! Yeah. Oh man, this is what you do. You get a, you get one of those nuts. <laughs> you get one of those meat slicers. Follow me here, but then you take it and shave off the bottom crust. Hmm, I can see that. <laughs> so what? You just have a disc of bread. <laughs> Yeah, you can make another pizza out of it. There you go. <laughs> that sounds that, like the that's shit how you're you balling on a that would, Honestly, that is exactly the shit I would do. I would be like, I order a deep dish pizza, cut the bottom <laughs> part off, and be like, I have a pizza crust for later. Oh my god, that is fucking great, dude. And you know what's funny? Holy Jill shit. is listening right now, and she's like, he would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. We definitely need a cooking with JB show. I think that's what America needs to see. Actually, oh, yeah, yeah, speaking of speaking of cooking, I think one, that's a great idea. Two, I'm getting an air fryer, but uh I, I actually did some cooking today. Um I was at the store and I had got I was like, you know what, I wanna treat myself a little bit. So I actually got like a rack of ribs 
and today I made uh, Jill had given me the recipe, um, and you know it was a, a rub of like brown sugar, smoked paprika, some cumin, a bunch of like literally like twelve ingredients. Rub this some beach down, put it in the <laughs> oven at three hundred degrees for like three hours, then broiled it for like five to seven minutes, and it was amazing like right before we recorded this i had a, a delicious rack of ribs um so yeah oh, man, very man. very good that sounds like a good fucking day man that's i some I, I i think i'll be like that kind of guy once i'm like a dad where like a day the thing i'm doing today is like smoking this brisket or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you see like people do that occasionally and i jared i've heard you do stuff like that before i never have but i know i'm going to be that kind of guy someday because that sounds like such a nice relaxing day it's just like if if the only thing you got to do is hang out and make sure those ribs are tasty Oof. and then eat them, that's a fucking day well spent, man. Hell that's yeah, good. hell yeah. No, that's the thing is like I love food and I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but like years and years ago I had to essentially teach myself how to cook because I was the pickiest eater ever. Um, oh, that's right. I, I For no lie, probably a year and a half, I think the only thing I ate was slices of ham with melted cheese and hot sauce. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So then I slowly had to teach myself how to cook. How do you even... Ugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that's my, my secret of I was just eating uh, ha- like processed uh, vel- uh, uh, packaged American it's, cheese and it, it just somehow... Your yeah, it somehow was like, well, this is just essentially plastic, so now my inside's plastic and I just don't <laughs> age. <laughs> I'm not a real boy. <laughs> Um, That's like if you if you rolled up to the X Men Academy and they were like, "Hey, what's your superpower?" And someone threw a flame ball past your head, you'd be like, "My insides are plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm melting right now. <laughs> Don't keep me next to a hot hair dryer." <laughs> um, one other thing that I want to say for what was I doing is, you know, everyone was you know home for the holidays and whatnot. We we did our Christmas actually like big Christmas presents, all that stuff um, over Thanksgiving. So this was kind of just go home, hang out with my parents, uh, a kind of a small group type thing, um, just myself, my brother, and my parents. And every time I go home, I like to go through kind of old stuff of mine. And over Thanksgiving, I went through, like, old Legos and, like, Micro Machine sets and, like, Star Wars stuff. Like, it was really nostalgic. But this time I went home, and my mom had something to show me. And I tweeted out about this. I don't know who saw it, who didn't. (laughs) Seth instantly was like, I have to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I vaguely remember this, but (laughs) this is exactly something a young Jared would do. So apparently, some backstory. Or current Jared. <laughs> yeah, actually, current Jared. Um, apparently, my my uh, grandpa must have had some sort of a surgery uh, years ago, and my sister and me had uh, made these get well cards. Apparently, you know, um, like he he was in pain. Here, get well. You know, Grandpa, you're you're doing great. So I'm gonna read and describe my card, and I might have to post oh, it shit. somewhere. Um, so the front, it's just plain white. I mean, apparently it's just a plain uh, piece of paper folded into fourths. And on the front, there is a caution tape that I drew and colored in. And it says, caution, do not open. Inside, it is so funny, you just might laugh your weenie off. <laughs> and then when you open it up, it says, just kidding, from Jared. Hope you had a good surgery, Jared. And I... 
I'm assuming that he had some sort of weenie surgery. So I don't know how or why a young me would be writing a get well for his weenie surgery. But the one thing that I'm surprised I didn't start working for Hallmark Cards is because inside this card, there is a 3D um, pop-out, essentially, that um, can only be described as a weenie. Um, oh my god! And the no. head of it has a smiley face and everything. So, um, are you fucking serious? I'm dead serious, <laughs> dead fucking serious. And oh, the funny man, thing is, fantastic. Jill did one too, but hers is way more artistic. Um, but yeah, we had 3D weenies popping out of our uh, uh, get well cards. Apparently, <laughs> that's awesome. That was so Holy good. Holy shit! I gotta see this. Is this on your? Is this on your Twitter already? I I can. Uh, I'll text it to you quick. I gotta see this fucking thing. This is the funniest shit I've ever heard of in my life. It's so good. <laughs> did 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 you hear it? Where you did you like? What was Grandpa's feedback? Did he think it was funny? Was he into it? I don't remember. I I'm assuming so. I mean, he likes weird things that we'd always do for him. I guess, or maybe he was just like, Jesus Christ, these are my grandkids. <laughs> That's fucking funny, dude. I would laugh my shit up. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, so you know what? Funny. This Exactly. It's something I would do. I'm just like, why? Why? Nuh-uh. <laughs> wow. God, just that kidding. Is hilarious. <laughs> uh, there's the classic, like, you can't fit your name in before the edge of the paper, so mm-hmm. you have to scrunch up your handwriting. Mm-hmm. That's fucking classic. Wow, that looks like a little cock. <laughs> 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 that is fucking funny, man. I gotta say, Holy Jared, shit. you look like you know how to hold it, though, in that picture. I mean, just saying. Well, the thing is, I made it to size. <laughs> oh, that's what it Last was. Week. I wonder why it was spherical. That was a little strange. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That is fucking good. Um, Seth, we, we talked, I think, a couple weeks ago about my uh, artistic endeavors as an art, as a as uh-huh. an author. And now we know Jared is a Hallmark card person. So you need to, at some point soon, you need to bring us some uh, some art from your youth. So that we well, can, I do, we can I do remember I made a comic book um, Ooh. Uh, back back when I was a kid. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was, it was, I think it was Cheese Man was his name. <laughs> it was just a... It oh was my God, a guy. I think I remember this. Was he just a wheel of cheese? It was a it was a triangle of cheese. The guy's head looked like a triangle of cheese that had like the holes in it and everything. I don't remember what he did or what his point was. I don't know who the villain was. <laughs> he was just cheese man, is all I remember. Um, but I drew like the the panels and everything like that. I made I made cheese man. Holy crap! You got to revive cheese man. Man, I wish I could, uh, that. I wish I could fucking find that. Would be that's some gold right there. <laughs> Cheese Man's enemy could be uh, Senor Queso, and he's like a he's like a Melt wealthy him. Mexican businessman type I, guy, and he I wants remember, to melt him up into queso. If I remember right, I think it might have been like Milkman or something was his enemy. It was like a carton of milk or something like that. But I'm the Milkman. Yeah. Man, maybe my intestines should team up with Cheese Man because their 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 enemy too is Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I think uh, I think the maiden voyage of what'd you do this week, uh, what'd you do, uh, has been successful because I did not think we'd be talking about cheese, man. Um, that's true. Or weenies, or grandpa weenies. <laughs> but that's the second time grandpa weenies have come up tonight, though. Oh, oh yeah. man. I, there's there's a callback to the show's open to the titillating topics we talked about grandpa dicks already today. Um, so another classic episode of the Soko Show here on our Octiversary episode. 
Um, so that's it. Everybody's just answered the question. What did you do? All right. We're going to roll right out of what you do and into another segment. This one's called, What Do You Think? What do you think? What do you think? This this is just anything that came up. Could be a news story. Could be something he saw on the internet. Could be something he saw in real life. Anything. What do you What do you think about this? Um, I just saw something uh, when I was scrolling through Twitter uh, just a little bit before a little bit before we started up. Um, it's a new food. We've been talking a lot about food tonight. A new food product that comes from China. China. Um, China. It's a it's a product from McDonald's in China. Only served in China. In McDonald's at at McDonald's, mm-hmm. and it's an Oreo spam burger, and what? it's exactly what it's exactly what you think it is. It's a burger bun, some spam, and Oreo crumbles. Oreo crumbles. <laughs> yeah, Oreo. Crumbles. What do you think? What do you think? Asking me what I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, here's something really disturbing. What do you think? Um, oh my God, that's... this looks insane. It looks. It's. It looks. I think this like could be barf. like one of it, those things that. Let, let me take a look here. Oreo I was gonna say spam. the Oreo chunks honestly look like chocolate chips, and mm. it looks like a dessert sandwich rather than an actual sandwich. Did someone at the McDonald's kitchen just get really high? That's exactly <laughs> what this is. This yeah. is stoner shit right here. I mean this. It's got to be a really sweet. So spam meat, I in my youth ate a fair amount of spam meat and it is very sweet. It's 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 weirdly salty it? and sweet. I don't know how to describe it. I've um, never had spam in my life. Yeah, so it's like it's it's very salty because of the preservatives, but it's also kind of a sweeter tasting. Picture mm-hmm. like if you had ham um picture if you had ham and maple syrup. Mm, okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a, obviously a cheap imitation, but of that taste. That's how I remember spam. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. But this sandwich to me looks like a sweet sandwich, which I could maybe see as a breakfast or a dessert item. It, it doesn't strike me as something for lunch or dinner, though. This is surprising. I'm also learning through this Google that there are spam Oreos, which um, oh, oh. also sounds fucking foul. Did they like team yeah. up and be like, hey, we'll make a spam Oreos if you make a Oreo spam? Ugh. I think it. Ugh. I think it was a fucking. It was a merger that like an evil villain merger. did because they thought it was going to open up a black hole, <laughs> and their demands weren't met, so they combined the two things. But the black hole didn't open, so now we're stuck with this what? beast of a thing. What if the the spam Oreo burger is actually the cure to COVID? Like that. That's how. That's how you get rid of it. You eat a spam Oreo burger. Would you eat it? Well, I bet American would be immunized in about 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they could We'd be the healthiest country in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because of McDonald's, I, how ironic would that be? I would try it if I was, you know, maybe under the influence or had some recreationals. Um, but, uh, no, I... I that that didn't... It just doesn't look good. Like, go go look at it if you... If, you know, I, I know Jared... You looked at it. I oh, I'm still looking at it. <laughs> I it's now saved on the background of my phone. <laughs> um, but it's it's not pretty. Um, it they don't make it like you know how like you know, they, even with like the McRib, it's not particularly a you know a good looking sandwich. But McDonald's make it looks makes it look good in its in its photos. This is not one of those situations. 
Okay, so I what I'm thinking right now is what they're working with here is not a good combo. You got to get rid of the mayonnaise. That's not doing anything with the sweet and savory from the ham and oh the my sauce. God, that's on there? mayonnaise. Yeah, that's mayonnaise. <laughs> get that out of there. Oh, that is so foul. That is no, the first pass. thing that they have going for that's him. That's a wrong. technical foul. <laughs> that's a technical foul. He's walking. Get him a bus. Um, <laughs> what I'm getting at here, and I've seen a few things on the Food Channel where they'll take like a toasted bun and put on like a grilled hot dog, but like there's jelly or jam, some kind of sweet on there. So I'm seeing that the sweet or uh, the the crunchy from the cookie could be blending great with the spam, but the mayonnaise clashing and the bun, I feel like you got to get some kind of a different bread almost like a potentially like a sourdough or even a dessert kind of like cinnamon thing and then make this a dessert because Mm -hmm. what they have is half of a like actual sandwich and then half of something that's bizarre i just i can't eat a meat that's packed into a tin can like that that that, i've always had a problem with spam it's ungodly you shouldn't you're on the right side of that (laughs) when we worked at at fairway and we're stocking it even just like putting it on the shelf it had like some sort of denseness to it like you could feel it was just like this is the most foul i used to stock the pick like the the pig's feet and the pork hocks (laughs) but the spam was the most gross thing just just holding it in my hand i was like this is awful it's like Poor it's dense but hot. Favorite. It's dense, but it, like you could feel the. I think it's always vibrating. I I, I think like it's like vibranium. <laughs> Spam is vibranium. It's the it's the vibranium of meat. Um, it's just always it's constantly moving. It's alive. It's it's disturbing enough that it's a meat that is stored at room temperature. I think that's yeah, yeah that's the other thing. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. enough to turn most people off. Um, and I can't, I can't vouch for it. But as a kid, I will say it was. I thought it was really yummy, um, for a time there. And then my, we we ate a lot of it on a trip to see my grandparents once. And then when we came home from that trip, we wanted to eat more of it. And my dad was like, "No, we're, we're not going to feed you a bunch of this, or you're going to end up being crazy unhealthy." Because we're, we're like twelve. Yeah, he's like, "You don't know it, that was a trip, no and you you can't eat that all the time, uh, or you'll be very sick." And so we're like, and so I haven't eaten spam since. But there was a time when I was a kid. Where I was like, no, this is the shit. Like, this is the shit people aren't talking about, but everyone is sleeping on spam. That was my <laughs> attitude. <laughs> so uh, I'm doing a little bit more research here, and it's a bunch of uh, YouTube videos now of, like, do-it-yourself at home Oreo spam burger. And it's these people, no lie, it's a 12-minute video of her making the sandwich. All you do, fry up some spam and crunch up Oreo. That's all you do. It shouldn't take you 13 minutes to make this sandwich. That's true. Well, if you, if you spread the mayonnaise... The way I spread my mayonnaise. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) Touche. I'm just kidding. That wouldn't take very long at all. I think this is an abomination. I think this is ungodly, and I think it should be prevented somehow. I feel like this is something that Tom Cruise and the IMF should have stopped before it got into the mainstream, but here it is. And uh, I think it's threatening the fabric of, of what our global community is really kind of designed to do so i think i think it's uh i think it's something bad that should have been stopped that's what i think of the spam and oreo burger mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. spam burger. no that's that's why they're they're misusing all of what they what they have going there because it's not a burger it's a sandwich the oreo ham sandwich <laughs> oh, no no <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I can see how that one didn't go over. <laughs> don't Oreo image search time. Oreo ham sandwich, people. Oh, yeah. You're going to, don't, yeah, don't go to the, uh, the Urban Dictionary for that one. That's, <laughs> Is that a real thing? <laughs> Just don't, don't Google it, Seth. Um, oh, wow. Well. I'll um, Google it quick. All right. Anyway, that's what we think of the Oreo and Spam burger at Chinese McDonald's. So if we have any people listening in China, let us know uh, if that's any good. Or if you make one at home, if you're in the States or wherever else you might be. Uh, let us know how this thing is. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a really strong positive review before I'm gonna think about this anymore because right now it makes me want to bomb to be honest with you. So let's move on. What do you think? 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 Blast! All right, so that's what we were thinking about uh, was disgusting burgers uh, this past yeah. week. But let's move forward and, and think of some new stuff. We're gonna switch into the realm of film and entertainment here and uh, talk about some of the films that were in the year 2020. Uh, let's get into a very special edition of Mambo Number no. 5. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo Number no. 5. So this is the Mambo five. we actually planned to do. Five. And these are going to be our top five favorite movies that were released in 2020 that we have each seen. Now, this has been a tradition uh, that we've done. This is now, I think, the... Is this the fourth time we've done this, um, where we've done an annual look back? And even before Jared was a per- permanent member of the show, um, the these were guest episodes that you came on. So it's kind of funny um, that it's worked out that you've been here for all of these. Um, so at the end of every year, we will count down our favorite movies. In the past, we've done 10, um, but I don't even think I saw 10 <laughs> movies this year. So we had to cut it down a little bit to five. And so what, what you're going to get now is uh, each of our top five lists of the best movies uh, or our favorite movies uh, that came out in this past calendar year. Number five. My So my list is going to be kind of a yawner um, because al- almost everything on it was like a popular big movie. Uh, I don't have a lot of surprises on here. So don't roll your eyes too hard at me. Um, <clears throat> there were a lot of movies I liked. I have a ton of honorable mentions. But when it came to my top five, I had to start at number five with a movie that we haven't fully reviewed yet, but we're going to talk about later on this show. Um, But the brand new release, Pixar's Soul, is what I've got on number five off of my Christmas Day watch. I don't know if this, this might come in higher on your guys' list. I'll pause in case there was a can kick. Is there a can kick, Jared? No, no can kick, sir. The floor Uh, is yours. Well, Soul it is. Um, well, well, maybe maybe this will shorten our, our soul review later in the show, but I, I thought this was another excellent addition for Pixar here. Um, I think I think soul is is just more Pixar doing Pixar stuff, um, which is great to me. Um, I think soul is kind of an excellent um, kind of sister movie to Inside Out because um, I think a lot of the goals are the same. They take these ideas that are kind of vague and unreal, and then they they manifest them in this way that is kind of fantastical, but very tangible and easy to understand. Um, in Inside Out, it was it was issues of mental health and, and your emotions and balancing them out. And in Soul, it's uh, chiefly, it's finding your purpose in life and how does that look. And um, I thought the themes in here were really great. I thought some of the ways that they articulated 
um, kind of, like I said, these vague ideas and made them into physical things that we could see and interact with. I love that Pixar is able to do that, and I think they did an excellent job here. Um, the reason that this this could have come in higher for me, but it's at number five, and I think this could be because I watched it at home, but it, they just didn't get their hooks in me as deeply as Pixar typically does. Um, and so Gross. that's why it's only at number five. But um, I, th- this one, there weren't any wet Cody's in this movie, but I did enjoy <laughs> it a lot. Um, I thought the voice cast was good. This looks incredible. The mm-hmm. shit they're doing with animation at Pixar yeah. is insane. The scenes where he's playing music in this, I was forgetting I was watching animation in parts. It was so fucking cool to even see him like playing a guitar. Think about how hard it must be to computer animate a guitar being played incredibly realistically. Like you can see the string vibrate. It's nuts. Um, so I, this was a knockout for Pixar that just for whatever reason just didn't didn't get to my deepest parts this time. Um, but Ugh. was still a really excellent one. So that's why it's, I had had to put it on my list at five. Yeah, um, we'll talk about it probably a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, I with the animation to that point, I had a thought watching and I was like, if they made the characters a little less round, just like the faces and stuff like that, yep. You this is how you could do movies from now on. You could just yeah. literally because it looks real. Mm-hmm. Like there's points in this movie where it looks fucking real. And you could do like in the world of COVID, like let's say COVID lasted you know, forever now, like we all just are stuck inside. You could make movies like this and it would not be that much different. Mm-hmm. Really. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it again, does, it again. seems like they're choosing, they're choosing to have them still look cartoony, right? With the big eyes and the round features. Yeah. But they don't have to do that. When they want to go realistic, they are very capable of it. You're right about that. Yep. It's fucking sweet. Yep. My number five, um, you actually brought it up earlier. I put spontaneous here at number five mm. before we started recording. Um, nice. I re- I did really like this one. Um, you know, I, I obviously I do have some you know some of your um, you know indie movies on here. Um, this probably would have been one that would have been released in the theaters and would have been. I think this would have had a, had a nice little audience. Um, I it's you know it's it's a being a movie about people exploding. Um, it still has like it has a, a nice message. It has. A really nice like love connection type thing going on um and it's a kind of a surprising movie it's got some twists and turns um and i love katherine langford i think she's someone who's going to be continuing to work for a long time and can lead movies and um is charismatic and and charming and sweet and i thought she was great in carrying the movie so um it's on vod check it out i would definitely recommend seeing spontaneous yeah this is one that i definitely need to check out Good one for the date night list, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. My number five, and again, this this list is all over the place, and I, my number five is honestly like a lot, between three right now, so I'm just going to narrow it down. I am going to say mm, my number five is The Kid Detective. Okay. Um, nice. I, just, missed a, just missed my top five. Yeah. It's in my top ten. Though. Okay, I was curious. And, Cody, you haven't seen this one yet, have you? No, it's another one I missed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one was, again, one that I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, Seth, you kind of had laid out what what you had felt from this film. And Mm -hmm. it was one that I really enjoyed kind of the main character, the way the, the style was, where it was kind of, you know, that pulpy detective, but also it's realistic and they're very much steering into this 
kind of like real life material along with the journey of the the main character played by adam brody mm-hmm. and i just I, I think it was one that just really stuck with me especially that ending scene and everything um <laughs> yeah uh just I, I it's those movies lately that have been kind of the the last bit really wraps everything up for me and i i thoroughly enjoyed this and this is one that probably is not going to be on a lot of people's list out there because this was a much smaller film and i think seth didn't you mention that they didn't even know what they were going to do with it until like two Mm -hmm. weeks before it came out yeah they finally talked about releasing it two weeks before um it it just got picked up by sony two weeks before it it got released Mm -hmm. and then it was a quick turnaround um it was like a movie that had been like eight years in development or something like that and finally they filmed it and it came out quick but yeah um i agree with you It's, it's a great movie um some some really cool twists it's a detective movie so it's got some cool twists and turns adam brody's great um it, yeah it's basically what happens when you're you know your kid detective who is the star you know your your hardy bros type guy you know like the, those people uh, not the wrestlers but the, the <laughs> detectives um they, when when they you know grow up and you know they they're no longer solving you know the case of the missing cat now it's the someone got murdered you know and, and what what happens to them uh, at that point so yeah it's it's really interesting and i think it should be i don't know if it's on vod already or will be soon but um it's one to definitely check out when it is yep number four my number four here's one i think i think jared saw seth didn't um this was for, uh, from netflix straight up do you remember this one? Ooh, i almost i wrote that down in my kind of honorable mentions or top 10 yeah i really enjoyed straight up this is a this is kind of a very um, very current, like Gen Z type rom-com, um, where you get kind of, um, I don't know how the best way to put it, but like non-traditional, like relationships and sexuality are really on display here. And it feels very current and very Gen Z. Um, and so you have one character who is seemingly asexual, maybe he's, maybe he's gay, maybe he's straight, you know, what he's trying to figure out what his deal might be, meets this girl, Um, she's got some, she's got some of her own things going on sexually that are a little bit uh, out of the norm and they form this relationship that is very interesting, but they have one of my favorite things to see in a movie is when there's very real looking chemistry that feels realistic. Like when you meet someone and you get to talking to them and you just vibrate at the same level as them and you just the conversations between two people just go this way and it's very natural and fun. And I think they really showed that well. I think the, the chemistry between the two leads was a highlight here, but it just felt, it was kind of like um, Love, Simon, which was on my top 10 a couple mm. of years ago, that felt like a really modern, up-to-date rom-com that's like four people who are in that 18 to 25 range today. And it was cool. It, if I was able to relate to it a little bit less than some of the older rom-coms from our time when we were in that age, but um, this one I was still able to relate to while also kind of seemingly getting a feel for what the younger people are thinking and talking about. And there's just a lot of like um, philosophical stuff about how we relate with one another and what a relationship is and what love is. It, it's, it, it doesn't seem on the surface to be as smart as I'm making it sound, but it really is all of those things. And it's super fun and funny. I, there's one joke in it is <laughs> as hard as I've laughed all fucking year. It was so great. And uh, so I loved it. It's such a charming little rom-com for anyone to watch. Really easy one uh, and super, super fun. So I had to have it on my list. Yeah, absolutely echo everything you just said. I think it's it's like some of the best online ca- or uh, on-screen chemistry 
and mm. the the dialogue just going so quick and it's so smart and you miss a joke if you're not paying attention because it is such witty like they don't sit on a joke it's a joke it's funny mm. but they're gonna keep going on and that's what i really appreciated about it it's like if it's like juno if she had another juno to talk to right like typically the really smart fast talking person is alone in that and everyone else around them is like look how weird they are but in this one there's two people like that and they interact with each other in that way and it's super fun to watch them interact it's very very cool all right my number four this is probably the most like indie art you know house move this would have been i would have saw it at the at the art house theater um i have black bear here at number four um this is that one with Aubrey Plaza. Um, oh yeah. Um, this is the one where it's kind of like two. It's ba- it, it is. It's two part movie. Um, which basically the the main theme of it overall is um, inspiration and how far you might go with with certain things with with getting inspiration like as a writer type type thing. So that was that was cool to watch as someone who likes to write. Um, but Aubrey Plaza is great. She she has. A different role in this one where she is playing a little bit more serious, um, not playing quite the same, um, you know, like uh, April Ludgate type character, you know, like that she tends to play in some of her movies and shows and things like that. Um, Still, you know, sarcastic and a little mischievous, but um, still playing in this one a little bit more of a a darker and and deeper role. Um, It's a really interesting movie. I don't want to say a ton about it again, just because it's, you know, it it is a movie to see going in fresh and... um, it's it's just it's probably the most different movie I saw this year. It's it, it has a just a really fresh take on making a movie in general. So I, I liked it a lot. It's um, I think it's definitely one to check out, um, and it's on VOD. So see it now. Interesting. Yeah, I I gotta check that one out. Um, my number four, and I'm curious. I don't know if you guys. I know Seth saw this one with me. Um, Possessor. I don't know if either of you guys have oh, that on yeah. your list. This is so on like everything I've heard about this movie makes me want to watch it right now and I just haven't. Yeah, um again with with uh movies and everything that happened this year and again my life kind of just jumping all over trying to consume as much content as possible. Um I watched this movie four times, which Jesus. I don't do. I mean, obviously the second time was to um recap for my ending explained poorly but i watched it just because i wanted to see it again and the thing is it's so strange because it's like a horror sci-fi it's very like gritty like this is not a fun loving movie but it's that unique way of a world that they set up and i it was sci-fi that i've never seen anything like really it, it resembled a little bit of inception but also a different side of that essentially um the way the twists and turns go the way it makes you think the visuals the sound the the score um it was one that like literally it sat with me where i think seth wasn't this like our double feature when you came down we, we... i think so honestly i i mean I remember it being weird, but I don't remember a ton about mm-hmm, it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely weird and whatnot, but, like, I just, I, it, there's a lot to really dive into it, because, again, I didn't end explain, but I even think that there's more to it than what I had mentioned, but it was just something, I, I knew nothing going in, and I think that's exactly the best way to watch this movie, is because right from the first five minutes, it sets up what you need to know in such a holy shit way. Um, and that's why I think I enjoyed it so much. I can't wait to see this. I, if I can pay to watch this, this might be something I watch like in the next couple of days. I've got some time off work here. Um, but Possessor sounds like a fucking dope one to me. Very different from my next one, though. 
<laughs> Number three. It is. It is. It. When I saw it, I said this is the best movie I've seen so far this year, and it is. It is hung on the top or near the top of my list. But a couple of things have now jumped it. Um, this is where I have Onward from earlier this year. Um, this is the. Was this also Pixar or is this Disney Animation? Pixar. It was Pixar. Okay. So what I was saying earlier about Soul, how um, they took a lot of things and. Um, that, that aren't tangible and made them into things we could interact with as, in this movie world. Uh, I think Onward doesn't do that necessarily as well. It's a little more fantastical and less of a thinker, I think, than Soul is. But they get you with all the emotion. Like, I talk, talk about getting your hooks deep in. Like, I was... We had to invent... The wet Cody was invented because of Onward. Because <laughs> um, at the time, that was the hardest I'd ever cried during a movie. And it was really well earned in it. Uh, it's a story of these two two kids... Um, basically going on a mythical quest to try to get to hang out um, with their dad who has been dead for a while and they find a magic spell to potentially bring him back and so it's the story of them trying to get to that point and I just thought it was really really heartfelt it was really emotional when when it wanted to be um, it was funny and it seemed creative in a lot of ways um, so I really, really dug, on, dug onward. I think ultimately it's very close to Soul on my list, but it's the one that made me cry harder. So that, that's why I've got it higher up. <laughs> I forgot that it came out this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so long ago. It's, I, I think I remember it because you guys, you guys have gotten to go to the theater a fair amount more than I have because my shit's been yeah. closed more. That's, the be- that's probably the movie I saw in theaters this year. That, that is the highest on my list. I can tell you that. That's a spoiler. Okay. There you go. Spoiler. Um, I think this might be our first can kick. Um, Whoa. I have uh, Palm Springs. Kick that can. All right. Ooh. That's, uh, I missed that on my list, but I'm glad you kicked that. That's Kickity, one, that's one clackity. That kick that can. Well-deserved praise that's coming in soon for Palm Springs. Yeah. And what do you got at number three, Jared? I got uh, the <laughs> Oreo Spam Sandwich. <laughs> 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 no uh, <laughs> yum 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 uh, my number three is one that recently came out and i think it, i want to say it was it was amazon um sound of metal oh nice anyone else have that one not on my top five okay this is another one that by the sound of it i need to get in my cue i'm behind I oh was that was that a pun by the sound of it <laughs> Um, that was an accident, but sometimes it just happens. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound of Metal, and I think I, I talked about this one previously because it came out about a month and a half ago. Uh, I want to say it's Amazon Studios, Amazon Prime. Yeah. But uh, Riz Ahmad is in this, and he is essentially the, uh, the main character. He's uh, kind of... Uh, a, you know, just flowing through life, kind of like a gypsy on the road band member um, playing the drums for kind of him and his girlfriend's band. But he loses he's slowly losing his hearing so it's this interesting story of what happens in life when the one thing that you've kind of known and loved and you think is the only thing to you is essentially slowly being taken away from you or just instantly taken away from you and that addiction type material or uh attitude or uh 
uh, personality essentially because he, he was doing drugs obviously in this band and everything how that can really just fuel you through life of desperation of trying to get this thing uh, rather than accepting your your eventual fate essentially um, this this is a fantastic just interesting look of where how they played with sound essentially because mm-hmm. he goes to kind of a retreat where it's nothing but deaf people and it's yeah, it's so interesting to just watch a movie and it's silence it's just silence or you hearing you know waking up like six o'clock on a morning uh like just a tuesday and you just hear like the birds chirping but everything is quiet um the way that they played with sound in this and then you know the the how the characters interact via sign language i thought was just so great and then also the message at the end and the the journey that the character goes through is just one that's so emotional and really kind of you feel for this character so um and not only uh, Riz Ahmad, I think, is going to be in the running probably for Best Actor. Um, he'll probably be nominated. Who knows if he'll be uh, he'll win? But I think that that's one of the best performances I've seen this year. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, the sound the sound is really interesting in that movie. Um, perform- I mean, just performances in general. I think it's a really interesting look at um, just like that that whole culture with like the the sign language and you know in, in terms of his character like the acceptance of of like that's where you're at now in life mm-hmm. and dealing with that yeah it's it's great i i liked it a lot um just just missed my top 5ish 10ish air uh on on the list but um i i did enjoy it a lot it's it's one you should see for sure number 2 i had a really hard time between 2 and 1 um but ultimately where i landed i always was do uh ultimately where i landed this might be a can kick it'd be nice um i had defy bloods at number two um that one i have that at number six so just mm-hmm. missed i was gonna say five. that that's yeah. in uh my my lower five yeah this uh five bloods it's grown on me since i watched it honestly it's another one of those and that's I think that's a Spike Lee thing for me. Uh, Black Klansman is the same way. I, I know I like Black Klansman more now than, than the day I watched it. I think it's just that the more you think about it and the more you remember, because there's so much packed into these movies, um, mm-hmm. the, the better it becomes. I think uh, Chadwick Boseman, we talked about recently on the show, um, potentially being a Best Supporting Actor nomination for this, um, which I think would be apt. He plays that... They talk about him being their Malcolm or their or their um, Martin in in that movie, and he plays that role of kind of the young, smart, like Tupac type, that like Black Messiah type role. Um, Bozeman is so great in that in this, and um, the way that they interact just as buds is really cool. There's some surprisingly decent action in this, um, and and there's a pretty solid mystery in there. But it's it's all for me. It's all the like the Spike Lee of it all, um, the little touches and flourishes that he puts on in this were, were the highlight for me. Um, so this was, this was a big winner. I, I really enjoyed this one a lot. Um, and it damn near was my number two or number one, but I had to, I had to keep it at number two. You know, we were talking the other day, there's, there's a scene of just at the beginning, there's a scene of those guys walking through a club. And it's like probably yes. one of my favorite scenes this year, <laughs> just the lighting and the dance. Like it's perfect. Yeah, that that actually uh, popped up on Twitter. I want to say yesterday or the day before, and I was like, "Man, that scene is—it's just them vibing and just flowing yep. through that club." Yep, it's mm-hmm. so good. These old friends getting back together, just like here we go again. Like <laughs> after all this time, it's it's so good. 
My number two, again, might might be a can kick or might be on the same level. I don't know. I've so I just saw this this this, uh, this last weekend. Promising young woman. Kick that can to number two. Oh man, to number two. Uh, <laughs> oh, you have. Yeah, I got to add same level. Okay. Um, this one, yeah, just came out. Uh, it comes out in VOD in a couple weeks, so we'll talk about it more in depth then when we can maybe even do some spoiler talk with Cody. Because um, you will def. This is one that there's no excuse you're seeing when it comes out. So suck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Carrie Mulligan stars in this one. She's it's a essentially the the overall premise here is she's a it's a revenge movie where she's going out to clubs every night, um, acting like she's drunk. Uh, where these basically, you know, these douchebag guys who, you know, kind of saying things like, oh, look at her. She's drunk. She, you know, she, she's just asking for it, like that type of stuff. Um, they she lets she lets uh, them take um, let lets them take her home. And then she, you know, does the switch on them. And uh, a lot happens in this movie. Um, it's it is. It's like three different movies packed into one, um, which I know, it, it, and the three t- the three different types of movies are very interesting, but it's it all works. There's a whole bunch of swerves and back and forths, um, but Carrie Mulligan is great. Uh, Bo Burnham is really the other co- the co lead, and, and I mean we we talked about I love Bo Burnham, but he is great in this movie, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a huge fan of him. He's great. Um, ton of like little cameo parts. Allison Brie shows up. Um, fucking Doc Ock. Al- Alfred Molina shows mm-hmm. up. Oh this. shit. <laughs> As um, Doc Ock too, it was weird. Yeah, that's where yeah, the movie switched. Mechanical arms. <laughs> this movie's it's a superhero movie. Yeah, Holy yeah, shit. it is. It is. And then fucking John Mulaney shows up as Spider Pig. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, no, um, uh, fucking Max Greenfield, uh, who was from New Girls, in it. Um, they're just it, it's, it's it's a crazy movie. It's impactful. It's got a message. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. It's dark. It's I mean there. It's awesome. The one thing that just came back to me is the way that they used framing to Mm -hmm. feel so comfortable but uncomfortable at the same time. And again, Cody, I'm not going to say any more because you need to watch it, but it is not only is it well-directed, written, performed, Mm -hmm. structure, but it looks great from the weird kind of aesthetic that they went for. Yep. And it's, it's interesting, too, where it's like, it has like a bubblegum light like the look of mm-hmm. it looks bright there's a lot of bright colors and but it's it's such a serious subject but it, they play it in a way where it's like it's digestible in those ways while also still giving you know making a point it's it's awesome like like i said it's i think it's one that i probably will if i rewatch this and my number 1 I will probably, you know, like it's it's one of the, it's like one A one B, like it's very close mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. These are the two, mo- the, this movie and the other one I have. Like these are the the two movies. Usually, like my top five when we've done this is like all movies that I think are fantastic. These two in particular, like these would be my top ten, if not maybe top five in most years. I am so excited. I just looked it up. It sounds like it, this is part of the 17, 17 day rule. Um, so. In early January, this will be available for me to see. Yep. Um, so I'm excited to catch Promising Young Woman. Both of you guys had it at number two. Um, mm-hmm. I am uh, very excited to see this one. It's it's one I suspected I would like. Um, so to hear you guys heaping praise on it already is very exciting. So I can't wait to get my hands on this one. Number one. Okay, my number one. Um, 
is a movie we all liked uh, when we saw it and we all reviewed very positively and then I didn't watch any movies after it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> My number one is going to be Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, okay. This is the Aaron Sorkin um, big ensemble cast here. <laughs> Cody's Pork um, and Sorkin yep, again. Pork Jesus. and Sorkin. I'm always, dude, Pork and Sorkin is going to be the title of this week's episode because we talked about pork earlier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's pork the, uh, and Sorkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, they write themselves, people. Um, I love Sorkin. Easily my favorite filmmaker. Um, definitely my favorite writer. And... Um, well, I would I would say in, I wouldn't say filmmaker in general. That'd be Tarantino or Spike, I guess. Um, but writer, um, he's right up there at the top. And they got a great cast um, to do his dialogue here. Uh, Eddie Redmayne was cool in this one, which was nice for me to see because I, all I had seen him in before was the Harry Potter shit, and I hated it. So I was like, okay, now I saw something in, and now I understand what what everyone says about him being great. Um, the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is great in this. Um, Joseph Jeremy Gordon Strong is pretty good. Jeremy Strong is awesome in it. Uh, there's yeah. just a great fucking cast, and it's a courtroom drama with all this big legal dialogue and all that shit. And I eat it up. So uh, this was an easy one for me to put at the top. It was very very close with uh, *The Five Bloods*. I think they had for me. They give me a similar feeling, um, albeit in different ways. Um, but uh, I like this one a lot. So Trials of the Chicago Seven is is my top dog this year. I like that one a lot too. That was that was close to my top ten ish. Um, I, I moved my list around quite a bit, but um, yeah, I, I I did like that one a lot too. Um, like you said, Jeremy Strong, that that guy, he impresses the hell out of me. Um, yeah, the the movie overall, I liked a lot. Um, my number one is a movie that I think Jared, you did see. Um, but it, Alita it out, like, Battle Angel <laughs> again actually, this year. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that actually they did put out in, in the theater for a few weeks when they reopened. I'd say it's eligible. Um, <laughs> but this oh, this one actually came out right after um, the theaters reopened again here. Uh, Yellow Rose, I have it my number one spot. Oh shit! Uh, okay. I completely forgot I even saw that movie <laughs> because I didn't review it. Yeah, that's ah right, oh, poophead man. Um, yeah, this is the one about the, the girl um, who is a, a, a illegal um, immigrant um, alien. I don't know what they what the correct term is. Um, they say both in the movie. Um, but uh, she's um, a very talented singer, and her mom gets deported back to... Um, God, where was it? I think it was... Was oh, it like the Philippines? Shit. Philippines. Mm-hmm. Philippines, yep. Um, stars Eva Nobleze 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 ah fuck I had it earlier <laughs> Nobleze fuck I can't say it um, she she does a she's done some Broadway stuff but um, basically her her mom gets sent back and she kind of has to decide on you know continuing to stay in the country and you know she's she's illegal so she has you know could get deported but um, she she has a dream of pursuing um, country music and she ends up getting um she goes under the tutelage of dale watson i believe his name is um who's an actual country singer and plays himself in the movie um but it's it's her you know still pursuing that dream while you know missing her mom and and you know like struggling with that that whole thing um great music uh great performances all around this this is one like i saw the trailer and it gave me like stars born vibes of like that type of that's that feeling of the star is born with the music and all that stuff. And it delivered on that. Um, and it's, it's the only movie I walked out of this year. Like the, the final scene 
gave me like full body chill like at the end of it and i walked out getting that like even though i didn't see it at the art house theater it's like the one like that same that feeling where i was just like whoa like that was that was impactful that 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 final scene just like that got me like it was i was sitting there like okay this is awesome the last scene has like this amazing song that i still listen to um to this day i saw this like five months ago and i still listen to it uh every few weeks and I just I loved it. Like the music's great, and I'm not even a country music fan, <laughs> but I I love I love the music. Um, the, all of the acting was fantastic, and then the the they nailed the final scene. Um, it comes out on VOD I think in like a week or so. Um, for like renting, and it's already available to buy. I plan on watching it again soon. Um, I I love that movie quite a bit. So, um, Yellow Roses is one of my favorites for sure, or is my favorite this year for sure, but one of my favorites in the last few years. Yeah, I uh I I completely forgot I even saw that movie, but I uh now that you mentioned that last ending scene and stuff, I was like, yeah, that is that is a damn good movie people need to go watch. Mhm. Got got some great messages. I mean, it's it really does a good job of showing like kind of like that splitting up family type cuz that's, you know, definitely over the last 4 years in particular, that's been something that, you know, people talked about like that's, you know, not right that people are getting split up like that and exactly what happens here um and and it it shows that and like gives gives you a proper feeling about that plus at the same time you know it's this great music movie it does kind of there there is that the only problem i had with it it does kind of have like that almost like white savior type thing a bit in it with dale watson and that country singer but it's it overall i think it, it has some great messages and some great music i'm excited to see this one too i like a good music movie and uh, yeah, I, I'm not a country fan either, but I, I'm hearing, even before you said so, I was hearing uh, uh, A Star is Born vibes. And when it's done really well in a movie, I can definitely get on board with the whole country thing. And it makes for some really good drama and stuff like that. So I'm not surprised to hear that this one was dope. Uh, I'm excited to see this one. It does come out. All right. My number one. It was a can kick from earlier. It is Palm Springs. Boom. Palm Springs is dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what a good surprise, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is I, I, I don't even know if people out there that are listening have really seen this, so I'm going to be a little bit vague as well because it's one that if you don't know what you're getting into, you're going to get a lot more out of it, and that's how I felt going into it. I, I knew it was this wedding sort of rom-com. You have Andy Samberg. You have uh, Kristen Milioti. Is that her name? God, I can't. Yeah, Milady. Milady. Um, um, Ted's wife. Yeah, there we go. Um, spoilers uh, for how you how I met your mother. Um, yeah. I just absolutely adored this movie because, again, between a promising young woman and this one, it was again kind of like a one A one B because that one has a bunch of things that this one doesn't, and then vice versa. Where this one was very kind of fun at times, but does have a serious message, and the way that they take this, I wouldn't say trope. But this thing in movies and essentially retooling it for a different genre works so damn well. And the chemistry amongst Andy Samberg and Kristen is so fun and flirty and bubbly. And I just absolutely love these two characters um, Ah. of not only do they have this, this great chemistry together, but it's them going through this journey and essentially learning that they potentially might be not be the people that they in their minds have built up themselves to be um it is very weird at times there's definitely factors in this that are like what the hell is going on like it's very some 
borderline sci-fi material um, in this otherwise rom-com, but this is one that I think sit down with a significant other, a friend, don't know anything, don't watch the trailer or anything, and turn it on and enjoy it because it is uh, it is a fun ride of a movie. Yeah, you, yep. you mentioned... Um because I think I'd come down to like visit or something like that and you were talking about it and you're like just don't watch anything you know like don't don't watch a trailer or anything Mm -hmm. like that just just see it and so I did like that's and I so going into it I just knew Andy Samberg and Ted's wife were in it and that that was it so I watched it and it's immediate like because the trailer and then I watched the trailer later and it does the trailer does spoil it um like what the, the kind of twist is so don't watch the trailer but um it's if you watch it just going in blind it's that's the best way to see it and it's i enjoyed it 10 times more because of that it, it was my number one for a while until i saw yellow rose yep, so yep this i can vouch for that too i did i went in naked or blind <laughs> i did actually both. Um, i went into the movie naked that's why this was such a great surprise um because you don't know at all what you're getting into but if you can just get in and and have a little bit of patience and be willing to just go where the movie wants to take you. This is really rewarding uh, if you're if you're able to get give yourself over to it. Uh, high high recommend a great number one. I think um, I think we all had some pretty solid lists here. Mm-hmm. They were they were a lot different from each other too. We didn't have a lot of can kicks this year. Jared, do you and know those, what you ended? How many movies you ended up seeing this year? Um, give me a quick second. And again, a handful of the ones, like, for example, Yellow Rose, I completely forget, like, ones that I didn't review, I just, Mm -hmm. those, unfortunately, have kind of just been erased from my brain in a weird way. (laughs) Um, Um, I think my final total, at least so, like, I mean, I might watch another one, um, probably not, actually, before the end of the year, um, but I'll probably watch, like, 2020 movies in 2021, um, but right now it's at 102, so I ended up en- ended up seeing um, over 100 movies, which has been my goal the last couple of years. Uh, for example, last year I saw 115, so not too much difference. Only you know, a handful less. Nice. Um, so again, there's probably a handful that I didn't review or missed or something along those lines. Um, but according to YouTube, I have reviewed 119 movies. Okay. So, yeah, you had a lot more like Netflix. Yeah, I did a lot more Netflix lot of, stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, and remember when you were on that big foreign streak and early? Yeah, yeah. those were killing it, man. That's and the thing awesome. is, there were there were a handful of foreign films there that really were good. They had great messages and stuff, but they just unfortunately flew under the radar for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird year. I I don't. My total probably wouldn't be forty. I think. Um, <laughs> I definitely watched a lot less. The theater for me is the best place for me to go to movies because of the selection. Mm-hmm. Like I've got two movies I can go to, and this is, and I'm gonna go see them. So like that's it. But like once once everything is available to me at home, I have a really hard time choosing. So that affected me in a, in, the, in different a different way than it did you guys. Um, but I think it's cool because like we what we all managed to get our hands on was slightly different for each of us. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's clear when you look at our lists. Um, I did have some stuff in the honorable mention section that I, I know you guys all saw. Uh, and I just want to run down a few of these really quickly because um, 
uh, I think they, they're worth at least mentioning. Uh, Tenant earlier was something that if you had if you had said a year ago we're going to do a top five list and it and Tenant is not making anybody's top five, I would have I would have been like, no, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> So Tenet, I really think they pissed enough people off with the sound. It was just off-putting enough, and then the plot was just confusing enough. It just didn't connect in the way that um, that some of Nolan's other stuff was, even though I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was it was in my sixth slot. Um, very nearly made my top five, but not quite. Um, a couple others here. Sonic the Hedgehog was a nice surprise that all of us kind of mm-hmm. enjoyed uh, in the theaters back in February. The Lodge was uh, mm-hmm. kind of a psychological thriller. That was a fun time. Everybody enjoyed that one. Um, the Assistant is one that you guys put me yep. on to, and, uh, and I enjoyed that one, um, kind of that day in the life. Uh, butt Boy. Yeah. I don't know how we, we, we all got to Butt Boy, but that was another pleasant surprise. You're welcome. <laughs> Dude, Butt Boy <laughs> was maybe one of my favorite movies of the year. Hell yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's certainly. I'm glad I watched it. I don't, I don't think it's anywhere near my favorites, but it was. It's a fun one to have seen. Um, and then another one of mine that that I liked a lot um, was I'm thinking of ending things. Yep, um, I have that written was down a as well. Crazy ass. That's a good one. Uh, I don't know like how I could possibly like recommend it to someone and like describe it to them first. Um, but I enjoyed it a lot. It, it's it's in a weird space. That was comfortable for me, so I liked that one a lot too. So those were a handful of the ones that um, that were on my honorable mentions list. I don't know if there were any others you guys wanted to call out. Um, let's see here. What do I got? Um, uh, I just watched one recently, uh, Sylvie's Love. I really liked that one a lot. Um, one that I thought about a lot was Broken Hearts Gallery. I really liked that movie a lot. Uh, that was um, really nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Synchronic was a good oh, one. Yeah, that was. Um, Gotta give a shout out to Borat. That was yep, a fun I one. I have that I written like down. Borat a lot. Yeah. Nice. Um And a couple documentaries too. Lack, uh, Last Blockbuster and or- The Orange Years were two that I really liked a lot. Um, and then Cody, you mentioned one that you saw recently too. The opening act. I liked that one quite a bit too. Oh yes, such a nice. I loved that. Anyone who's into mm-hmm. comedy needs to watch the opening act. That's such a sweet little movie. And then last one, um, Bad Education is yep, one I thought about. I have about that written down as well. Too. I didn't realize that was a this year release. Uh, that's yep. Hugh Jackman, right? Yep, Hugh Jackman, the um, uh, HBO, came out on HBO before even yeah. HBO Max came out. Mm-hmm. I liked that one a lot. That was really good, yeah. A lot of what you guys had kind of said, I mean, one of the last ones, yeah, uh, Bad Education was one that I think kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people, but is a really good story. Um, mm-hmm. The one that I don't think overall the movie's the best, um, it's a Netflix uh, animated movie, Over the Moon. It has some okay. of the best music, I think. Like, they are some really poppy uh, dance songs, essentially, in it, um, and it's a nice message and animation and stuff, but... That was one that was a really nice surprise. Honestly, I, w- I think uh, I was crying during it because of the, the the what had really happened along with the song choices that they chose for it um, mm-hmm. was very emotional. I, w- I wouldn't say that it's one that you need to run out and watch, but it was a very enjoyable, lighthearted, poppy, music-filled uh, story. You just said run, too. Oh, yeah. I run. forgot run, yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. Which one was run? The On Hulu? Sarah Paulson one. Mm-hmm. With the oh shit! Yeah. yeah, yeah, that movie was crazy. I forgot about Run. That was an, that mm-hmm. was a good one. I like that one. So I would say, I mean, I do think there's something to be said for seeing something at home versus at the theater. I think that 
there are a lot of good movies that I saw this year. I mean, I don't think this year was shit. I don't think I saw a lot of terrible movies. But I think movies get an extra like two points when you see them in the theater. I just, mm-hmm. I just think you, you, there's just a, li- and I mean, I know we're running late on the show, but we, I mean, we'll talk about it just a little bit. Wonder Woman. I, I know a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people saw it in, in the, in, at home, but I had fun with it because I saw it in the theater. And I think that is a big difference mm-hmm. this year is seeing something in the theater versus at home. Um, totally. I'll be at three of my top five were at home, but if I would have saw it in the theater, they might have been movies that I raved about as opposed to said, oh, that's really good. I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think that's going to be something that maybe when we look back and be like, oh, this movie came out, you know, in 2020, I liked that a lot. I was, I, I forgot about that. That was a good one. That was, you know, that it'll have more fond memories as time goes on based because of it wasn't in the theater. It was, mm-hmm. it was definitely an interesting year where, again, you look at all of our lists and usually there's a two three maybe four of our top 10 being these blockbuster type movies and i think that this Mm -hmm. year was a thing that caused us to potentially go out of our comfort zone a little bit like for example butt boy yeah you know if if it was these if it was these blockbusters we were going to the movie theaters instead of vod there's a lot Mm -hmm. of these movies i would have never seen and That's what I almost like about this year is it's these smaller, intimate, like straight up is another one that I really enjoyed that I would have probably never even known about if the movie theaters were open. So um, it was an interesting year. That's the thing that that I've seen a lot of online and part of one of the many reasons I had to get off um, Twitter for a little bit is um, people say, you know, a lot of people saying 2020 sucked, but it's like. You had to do the work this year if you wanted to see yep, the movies. Yep. It wasn't. It wasn't. This movie's come out in the theater. You know, you had to actually go look for movies if you wanted to go watch a good one. So that I mean, that's just America. People are lazy and want everything done for them. <laughs> but that I mean that that's what you had to do this year. You had to go find them if you wanted to see good movies. I had a good time with movies this year. I completely changed the way I watch movies. I every single week, just kind of like I did with the theater um, in years past. Every single week, I went on Vudu searched through and browsed looked at what what's coming out i mean even kyle had mentioned when when, when on like the live streams <laughs> and stuff like what are these movies that, that he's watching like where is he finding them went Crackle. to voodoo looked through clicked on the movie saw that it had a, a positive rotten tomato score and watched it because i wanted to watch a, a movie so that's why i watched butt boy and at 60 some percent of rotten tomatoes looked weird watched it and i loved it so that's what you had to do this year you weren't just getting recommended movies because they were all small movies so I, that that's that's kind of and that's what i do anyway with like indie movies so i'm kind of trained to do that but that that's what i like you said I, that's what i liked about this year was that you had to do the work <laughs> to see good movies that's true that's evidenced by the fact that you guys saw way more than i did because i'm i'm more mm. of the like i'll see what's in theaters you know yeah um i think what what is evidenced here is uh for and and is more maybe more evident now than it was a year ago is there is a lot of great fucking movies that never go to the theater. And that's yep. always been true. Or ever get this, seen by most people. Exactly, yeah. And 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 that's always been true. But when you take away the theater, and as Seth said, you have to go in and put the work in, people who are willing to do that still found a lot of really good movies this year. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think this movie, this year is worse than any other year in terms of movies because when we think of the great movies that came out over the course of a year 
we're typically not, other than like the big Marvel movie of the year, we're not talking about blockbusters. No, Fast and Furious doesn't make our top 10 lists. Um, and so there's still a shitload of stuff to be seen, even though there aren't the theaters. And I think that has been made really, really clear by the fact that you guys each still saw 100 movies and still had mm-hmm. a packed list at the top of what was really good. Um, so I think that's cool. And I think it's a lesson. And I think what you're doing, Seth, um, where you're going, okay, here's what's new this week. Let's see what I like. That kind of sounds to me like you're virtually going to the fucking blockbuster, which we're going to talk yeah. about in a little bit. And you're just checking out the new releases section and seeing what's there, which to me is Pretty so much. awesome. Like, duh, that's that's what that is. Yep. And that's charming and cool. And I'm glad that that's something that you've like found your way back to because I, I, I always yeah. used to love doing that. It was interesting. Like, even just thinking about it now is like, yeah, I, I, you know, every single week I still I mean, just based off the numbers, you know, the movies, the number of movies I saw, I saw still about two, two new movies a week. And it was it kind of feels good in a way because i got to see a lot of like really small stuff and that's something i think i'm going to try and continue um you know once the theaters do open back up i know we'll still probably have another six months or so of this happening where it's mostly vod movies every week but even once movies get back to normal whenever that happens i still want to do that i still want to go on vod and see oh this this looks interesting oh rotten tomatoes at 70 percent. i'll watch it you know mm-hmm. maybe there'll be a little less of that maybe i won't watch you know a butt boy but um unless it's like before bed or something but um <laughs> uh, <laughs> um um but like that that nice. i i i hope I, nice. <laughs> that i hope is uh is, is a tradition i continue going forward is, is seeing some of those smaller movies because I saw a lot of like foreign movies this year in terms of like movies from Ireland, movies movies from the UK, different stuff like that where I normally wouldn't have watched those. So mm-hmm. I enjoy, I enjoy this year in movies overall. I, I I I understand why people are bagging on it and saying you know this move this year sucked because there wasn't your blockbusters. But if if for for those who wanted to watch good movies, you were able to find them. Uh, twenty twenty, the year that was. Let us know what you guys think of the uh, the slate from this year. What were some of your favorites? What did we miss on our lists? Uh, hit us up at Soko Show Pod on Facebook or on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you guys have some corrections for our lists. Uh, so let us know what those might be here. Um, um, one other gonna... quick one I do want to mention yeah, um, that's on HBO Max now that just, just came out. It's a movie with Gillian Jacobs called I Used to Go Here. So you can, if you have HBO Max, I like that one a lot. That, that was on VOD earlier this year that finally just got added to that. So... Um, it's free on HBO Max. I used to go here, kind of like a revisiting college type type story. Ooh, um, check that one out. I like that one. I remember you talking about that one, and it is uh, Google has been uh, flirting flirting with me about it. So um, mm-hmm. maybe I'll get this one in the queue now that it's on HBO. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for uh, our 2020 movie year in review, uh, and that's the end of this week's Mambo Number Five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo Number Five. All right, here. Um, we're just about to the end. We're probably going to go over on time this week, but let's talk uh, quickly about a couple new releases from this past weekend uh, and uh, answer the question, what did you watch? What? 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 What did you watch? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that's that? That's Stone Cold, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's Stone Cold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally, Stone Cold has been incorporated in the show. I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> nice. Okay, good. I wasn't sure what you guys would think. I was like, eh, I don't know if this is my best work, but what? it seems to be okay. What? 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 
Honestly, that's I didn't have to change his timing. He did that. I was watching a promo of his, and he did that. What? 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 And I was already thinking about the Bruno Mars song, and they timed perfectly. I didn't have to change the tempo oh, for him. That's man. awesome. Um, that's fantastic. Was, uh, I love it. That was a good one. Here it is one more time. What? 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 Wow. <laughs> And then the, what did you, the lady screaming, that's from the movie Orphan, um, which I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, uh-uh. it's it's kind of a creepy movie with a fun twist at the end. I'm, yeah, I'm aware she, of that twist. Yeah, okay, so the mom in the movie, near the end, she is really worried, and she goes, what did you do to another character? And then she just smacks the fucking soul out of this person's body. <laughs> like, then she goes, what did you do? And then, blow, just fucking crushes this person across the face. And uh, I watched the scene probably a hundred times. It was fucking hilarious to watch. Um, oh. But that's that's how I had to get that. What's the, what's the twist? The twist in Orphan. So this is old, <laughs> but I do want to get I'll never a watch spoiler. It. Yeah, a fair spoiler warning, warning if you haven't seen the horror film Orphan. But the whole movie is about this family that brings home a little girl from an orphanage, and mysterious shit starts going on around the house. This is like Cody Explains a Horror Movie right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the twist at the end is you find out that the little girl they've adopted is not actually a little girl. She's like in her 30s, and she has a, a dwarfism type uh, uh, condition uh. That, that keeps her looking like a child and what she does is she gets in with a family seduces the, the dad of the family and then uh. Uh, like will blackmail or murder the dad mm-hmm. so what you find out is that she's done this before to other dads and at the end of this movie um, their son the, the, the birthed son of this family gets hurt and the mom goes, what did you do to this girl? And and she just absolutely lifts this girl's feet up off the ground with this slap. like. <laughs> <laughs> and the little girl's like, oh, no, she slapped me. And then uh, so at the end of time, you're like, holy shit, she slapped this kid. And then you later realize it's this murderous fucking crazy person who's like been flirting and trying to fuck this woman's husband. Uh, oh my and god! It's, it's actually a relatively satisfying twist at the end of that movie. Um, it's a, it's actually a decent little film uh, that I'm I, I remember yeah. fondly. But it's very creepy at the end because she's like really trying to flirt and get sexual with this dad uh, after you after you realize what's happening. It's very it, it's how watching Ariana Grande feels like to me. You are literally the only one I know that has that Ariana Grande thing. Oh I just God. you can tell me she's old enough all you want, but like I just She looks like a little child, yeah. Yeah, I just can't it reminds me of Orphan. Maybe maybe that's the difference between me and all those other people is I've seen Orphan in that. The thing is, uh there was news recently I maybe this year, but they're they're making <laughs> the a sequel. No, 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 no. They're making a sequel for Orphan, I guess. No shit. Yeah. Is she I'd still alive it. at the end? I, I have no I clue. I just know of the twist. It. I feel like they can't, but I can't remember. And you can't tell at the like throughout the movie that she's thirty. No, because the actress is a little girl. Um, okay. There's a moment where she like takes some makeup off, and they kind of rough her face up. I think she's got like some fucked up teeth because she was adopted from like East Europe. So she like mm. takes out maybe like a mouthpiece that's like little girl teeth and reveals some like raggedy teeth, and then that becomes mm. the clue. And she starts like moving around and talking a little differently. Um, it's it's a weird, creepy, good acting job by this this girl actress who I, I don't know who she is. Um, I just keep picturing. I've never seen this, but I keep picturing in my mind like 
there's a scene where like the light kind of like shifts like almost like a like the you know the sun goes down type of thing and you see like her and like these pink pigtails with like a mustache all of a sudden. <laughs> like it just switches from like six year old to 30 year old woman hey, with a mustache. Touch, what you doing <laughs> yeah she actually uh how they reveal the twist is she pulls off a rubber mask and it's tom cruise underneath <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I am. You're fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we're already running long. Uh, I've been watching yeah. some things. We're going to get into a couple reviews here. Um, one of the things that was strange to me about all the movies I watched is it's starting. I'm starting to notice when people when stuff that was filmed pre covid um, it's triggering me to see some things in movies, like yeah. people in groups or yeah. people walking into restaurants and stuff. It's weird. It's so strange. And all of the movies we're going to talk about had that. Um, why don't we start, and we'll go quickly through th- these three movies um, that yeah. we all saw. Um, the last blockbuster, let's talk about first. Mm-hmm. Jared reviewed this a few weeks ago. He said, definitely get out and watch it, um, specifically for the nostalgia. I, this was this was meth in nostalgia. This was nostalgia in meth form for me. I loved this. Mm-hmm. The whole, we're all movie store kids. Um, this would have been my dream job in high school. Um, I I know. I, can't I had that thought watching. I'm like, why didn't apply. I ever apply? Why didn't mm-hmm. we apply yeah. to Digital Dog Pound? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> digital uh, Dog Pound. <laughs> and it was, for me, there was the extra bonus of it being in Bend. They talk about the town where I live now. And that's a really fun thing to kind of see through other people's eyes. The interviews they got were really great. I honestly teared up at one point in this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. It made me so nostalgic to think they were doing, they were popping open a blockbuster movie case. And the, we talk, we've talked before on this podcast and movies and nonsense about these specific little memories that take you back. And that noise and that feeling and thought about opening those cases reminded me of like renting movies with my family and watching them together and how big of an event that was. And I like teared up watching that movie Mm -hmm. and it is, if you were at all a video store person, you got to go watch this and just think about those times because uh, those are really fun and cool memories and the people that run the Blockbuster are interesting and cool and there's some good um, uh, interviews in here. Um, I didn't love everything about the way the documentary was built, but the subject does most of the work here. Um, so I, this is a high recommend. Uh, I paid seven bucks or so to watch this and I, I would do it again for sure. Two things that, I, that um, stick out. One of them is, uh, and I think Jared and I talked about it at one point when we were playing games. Um, Ron Funches, at one point, the comedian, yes. go, uh, mm-hmm. mentioned he mentions how uh, he heard that on the news that Blockbuster was going out of going out of yeah. business or pl- filing bankruptcy, and he's like, "I just went down to the Blockbuster and, and bought six GameCube games, <laughs> and, and then never, never returned, returned them." <laughs> and then the other and one, he goes, "And that was a good decision." Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love the way that guy talks. He is so funny. Oh my god, he's great. He's he's briefly in um, Sylvie's Love um, uh, that I watched on Amazon, Um, and he's he's just great. I love that guy. Um, But then the other thing was um, because I had block the because Blockbuster had the the Netflix type thing where you get movies sent to you, and then there's a brief time where I lived in Iowa City where they had like the last one in Iowa or one of the last few in Iowa, and so for like a two week period that I lived in Iowa City. Like every day, I would, because with that program, you could send it in the mail or go to a blockbuster and just exchange it there, whether it's a game or a movie. So I did that. Like every day, I would exchange stuff, and um, 
I like that. I thought that was the that was better than Netflix because I had Netflix and then switched to that. Mm-hmm. And then they mentioned in there that Blockbuster had the chance to buy Netflix. And it's like, what what would it look like today if you're, you know, popping open your you know streaming thing and you see Blockbuster instead of Netflix? Like that that almost would be more. That seems more like like simpatico. It's like that that's what should happen, you know, mm-hmm. like you're, you that's like the the obvious transition, but they just weren't they weren't ahead of it. They 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 weren't smart enough to do it. It's a crazy fucking story. Um it's funny too cuz like the whole uh why Blockbuster actually went out of business thing is interesting, right? And they talk about like it's mm-hmm. not really just because of Netflix. Obviously that didn't help, but no. the the yeah. recession in 08, just bad management was there. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that was interesting stuff for me to hear about. Um, and yeah, I had that blockbuster online streaming thing first. It was also. awesome, and it was very it had games. Cool. Yeah, it really could have worked, um, and you know it didn't. And here we are. But yeah, there's definitely a coin flip, other reality where you know Netflix is blue instead. Um, yep, that's a real fucking thing. That's it, there's another universe out there where that's happened. Yep, you have a you have a blockbuster button on your remote instead of Netflix. Yep, man, it's fucking crazy, dude. I love that shit. Uh, but yeah, this one gets a big recommend from all of us. Uh, if you need that nostalgia, this is going to inject it right into your fucking veins. So enjoy that one and come out here to Bend and see me and we'll go to the last blockbuster. Uh, second movie. This is one, Seth, you mentioned this before. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 uh, dropped mm-hmm. on Christmas Day, HBO Max. We all saw this. Seth, let's start with you because I think you're going to be the highest on Wonder Woman. And uh, you went and saw this one in the theater and said you had yeah. a pretty good experience. Yeah, I I'm, and well, you know, I, I I'm sure everyone's seen online, and you know, probably what you guys have talked about. It's not, it's not the best movie. You know, it it, it has flaws, but so did the original, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I enjoyed this way more because I saw it in the theater and I saw it on the the biggest screen possible with the loudest sound possible with a you know p- relatively, you know, probably the biggest crowd that I've had. Um, seen a movie since it came back which wasn't the most comfortable feeling but you know i had some booze in me so i was feeling a little little comfortable and uh you know i i I had a good time you know it's a long movie two and a half hours um but and and there's not a lot not a lot of action but when there is action and that wonder woman score is going i i was having a really good time um i i just think i think part of what you're seeing online is that it i i i think Part of it is people have maybe a little bit of clouded memory on the original, um, because if you go back and watch it, it's it's not a masterpiece. It it had a lot surrounding it um, because of of it being the first you know female led superhero movie, and that that was awesome. And I enjoyed that movie. I had more fun with Wonder Woman eighty four in the theater just because it's it was more of a comic book. I, I thought this was more of a comic book mm-hmm. than it was a movie. Um, the first movie is probably a little bit better just overall, but I had fun with it. I thought, the, the, again, the score was awesome. I enjoyed the 80s stuff. Um, you know, is the plot dumb? Yes, but so are most comic book movie plots. And mm-hmm. it, it's exactly what, I, what, what I've talked about since the beginning of this podcast. When I see a comic book movie, I or superhero movie, I'll probably clarify that, a superhero movie, I have what most people, I guess, don't have, where I just turn my brain off entirely. And... Again, probably the whiskey that I had with me in a flask during the theater um, <laughs> when I was in the theater helped out with that. But I'm just able to turn my brain off and enjoy the ride. And that's exactly what I did. Um, 
unlike earlier this year when I saw Bloodshot, I just turned my brain off entirely and went to sleep for an hour and a half. But <laughs> this one, this one, I stayed awake the whole time and I had a fun time. Um, will I watch it again? Probably not, but I had fun. Um, so it is what it is. Yeah, I think the um, that. I think about two-thirds of the way into the movie, I had to remind myself of exactly what you were just saying. Like, oh, yeah, this wasn't going to be The Departed. And right. I think I was in that group where I was like, I loved Wonder Woman a lot, um, but I think I probably remember it better than it was. And yeah. I think I think a couple things that did stand out to me, I, the, the plot is very silly in this. It's very yeah. cartoony. Oh. And so you, that, you, that can either be a plus for you. It's, it's pretty lighthearted. There are re- reasonable stakes for most of the movie. Um, and it feels, it feels fun. Um, so that can be a pro or a con for you. Some people wanted them to really crank the stakes up and have them go more intense. Um, so, you know, you could go either way on that. I thought the limitations of Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot as an actress were really evident here. Um, she's not asked to do a lot as Wonder Woman, but where she did, I was like, oh yeah, this isn't about, this is about the look that she has. Yeah. And it's a great fucking look and the iconic hero shots of her are amazing in this. But I'm afraid in future iterations, if they keep asking her to like really act in this, they're not going to yeah. get what they're hoping for. And I thought that was clear here. Um, but just like you said, Seth, I think when I eventually, when I think back on it now, and if I can put that filter over it and go, you know what? let's not think about those silly nitpicks and just like, let's see if this is engaging enough to have a fun time. And it is at least that. So that would be, that would be the positive thing I would say about this is it's, it's fun enough. It doesn't seem like I have to get upset about the things I didn't like because, oh yeah, it's, it's just another superhero movie, you know? I just, I think it was expectations, honestly. Cause like, I yeah. think with, even with the first one, the expectations were so low because it was DC. Yep. DC mm-hmm. hadn't put out anything good yet. Man of Steel, maybe, but that was the first movie people were like, yeah, this is good. And I, so people went in with like that, the lowest expectations and wanting to like it. They wanted to like it because it was Wonder Woman and first female-led superhero movie. And they come into this one with like, okay, we enjoyed that first one. Impress us. Mm-hmm. Do better. And it yep. didn't do better. It did about the same in my eyes. And you got what you got. Um I, I thought also, too, um, there are a couple of really good homages um, to Superman, the, the Richard Donner Superman. Um, and then also uh, there's some really cool comic book moments, too, with some some things that that are pretty iconic with like Wonder Woman. So I'll just leave it at that. But <laughs> yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. There's some pretty cool stuff. Jared, where yeah. were you on this one? I was I was a lot lower, and it's not like I hate the movie. It's just I mean I think what Seth has the oper- or, or ability to do is turn his brain off, and my brain doesn't do that. Where I was just slowly breaking down the movie and be like, well, well that how come that thing is doing that thing and that thing and the, what what about mm-hmm. that thing and I, I, none of this is adding up. Um, Plus, like, it was funny because I watched it with my brother and dad, and even my dad turned, he's like, is this movie almost done? And I'm like, there's an hour <laughs> yeah, left. Long. And he's like, what? Um, mm-hmm. And again, you know, the we we kind of have even voiced that the 90-minute movie has been our favorite recently, and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily that this movie could have been better in 90 minutes, but it's just like, get to the point, like, I... I don't know. I mean, uh, going back to what Cody had mentioned about Gal Gadot, like I just was not convinced by much of anything she was saying this time around. Um, 
I, I know there's a lot. Everyone has a different opinion. Everyone saw it in a different perspective. But I just didn't feel like there was that emotion in certain scenes that really well, fueled uh, characters. I guess. Let me tell you. Let me let me point this out to yeah. you though. What what was she in the first movie? She was a fish out of yeah. water. She had no idea how to how to interact with humans at mm-hmm. all. That played to her quote unquote strengths as an actor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. She wasn't act, she wasn't asked to do a whole lot in this one and that one. Um yeah, I agree with you in 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 this one she's, you know, she was asked to do some like emotional crying stuff and that wasn't great. <laughs> um but that's again, that's exactly it. That first one. So they tricked they, us. That's what they did. Yeah. Kind of. Yep. That's that but that's why that movie isn't a fucking masterpiece like everyone well, thinks. Well, and that's the funny that's thing. Why that is, movie isn't we, great. I think we had this conversation it's, it's barely good. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, and, like, and that's the thing is I think we had a conversation about this last night when we were all playing games of I almost feel like some of these people need to go back and rewatch the movie before mm-hmm. they watch this one or right after and form an right. opinion because I, I think I, I agree where I potentially have this made up thing in my mind of it being not necessarily greatness but being probably better than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought the, the villain in 84 is stronger than the first one because mm-hmm. the whole Ares thing in the first one, that final, that third yeah. act was poop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think with this one, I liked... Um, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Honestly, if that would have just been her the whole time, and I like Pedro Pascal. He's he's wacky and weird, but he wasn't a great villain. Um, right. I liked Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, though. I, I, I liked her motives. Um, and, you know, the and her looking like she was in fucking Cats from last year at the end, that was a little weird, but... I wanted I, more I of that. I liked her as a villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show me that fine feline. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. On this, um, so Wonder Woman. They said the third one will be contemporary, so it'll be in in the present times. The third one. Oh, sweet. Well, uh, that'll be. I am very fascinated to see what they what they try to steer into and what they try to steer away from, and and what they're going to give us, how they respond. Because this, you, you could easily be fooled into thinking based on the no man's land scene in the first movie that this is mm-hmm. like a really complex and deep, and it's not that. Um, but whether mm-hmm. or not they try to go back in that direction or stay in this more fun area, um, it'll be interesting to see what, where they go from here with Wonder Woman. So go check this one out. Make your own opinions. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is available now on HBO Max and in theaters. Um, so pick your poison and, uh, and check this one out. Um, we'll be quick on this next one, too, so we can get uh, this show wrapped up here. But um, uh, the last movie from this past weekend was Soul. And we talked about this in, in my Mambo number five. Um, but you have Jamie Foxx voicing a character who's a high school music teacher, gets the opportunity of a lifetime to, to play this gig, and then is quickly um, in an accident. And he finds his, cell, his soul separated from his body and... He is trying to make his way back into his body so that he can go live this dream of his um, before he heads to the afterlife. Um, and there's, there's, it's like I said earlier, the, the, the enhancement on the ideas that were started in Inside Out, this isn't a direct sequel, but it feels to me like in the same world. Um, and I think they were really creative in how they analogized things that are, uh, you know, not physically real and put them into a way that we can interact with them. I thought that was great. Voice acting is great. Animation is great. If you like Pixar, you're going to see this. 
Um, I hope, I I think I've heard a lot of other people say that they got really connected with it and were, and cried. I didn't quite get there, but again, if you're, if you're into Pixar, you're watching this anyway. And I think most people are going to have a really good time with it. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't say it better than you did. I mean, I, I agree. I didn't, I wanted to, to, you know, feel more out of it and not say, I mean, it's a great movie. Um, Mm -hmm. and it'll probably win best animated movie you know, at the Oscars. Um, and rightfully so. Um, Probably, I mean, I could see it even being nominated for Best Picture, uh, to be entirely honest. But, mm-hmm. um, I it, yeah, it just didn't quite hit me, and and that's that's fine. You know, not not every not every Pixar movie needs to do that. Um, it's it's a great movie in itself. So, um, I thought I thought the one of the coolest things about it is was that the difference in animation style between the real life stuff, the soul looking stuff, and then like the people who are like are in charge. They're they're like two D. Yeah, which I thought thought was really cool that they did that, and the movie flips back and forth a ton between that, which I thought was really interesting. Um, they don't just spend the whole time in the soul world, which I kind of was expecting. Um, they they go back and forth between the real world and the soul world and and all that stuff. So, um, and they do it in a really interesting way, with like even people who are alive can transfer into that soul world, which is cool. Mm. So. Um, yeah, it's just a really interesting, smart, creative um, movie, and uh, the director Pete Doctor, I believe his name is, um, has done like four of the best Pixar movies now. So he is uh, he's great. Anything he does, it's like an immediate watch for for that. So check it out for sure. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that you guys said. I mean, there is, I had a little bit of a hiccup with some of the logistical stuff where, again, I'm like, wait a minute, so you can do that thing and meditate or whatever and then go here and I don't know. It was, it was again, me not turning my brain off a little bit, but I think that the the message in there is, is one that's... Uh, it it hit me. Um, I didn't cry. I didn't get as emotional as I thought I would, but I definitely was like, "Holy crap!" Like this is a this is a fantastic. It's a, it's a movie where Pixar went from making toys to literally having like adults a, a, a rethink their whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so deep. Yeah. yeah. Soul is available now on Disney Plus. Um, so if you're over there, you can check this one out. Um, recommends from all of us. Probably going to get a lot of awards love later on. No surprise there. Um, but uh, get yourself a heap and helping a soul as soon as you get a chance. Ew. <laughs> uh, that's all we saw this past weekend. Uh, a couple things that we're all we're uh, seeing and we'll probably talk about on future podcasts if you want to join in the conversation. Um, Sylvie's Love uh, with Tessa Thompson. Seth, Seth has given that a recommend. So um, we're going to check that out, talk about it on a future episode. Promising Young Woman came out earlier or came up earlier in the show. That's another one we're going to have some talk about later on. Um, News of the World, the new Tom Hanks movie, um, is another one that's out there now that uh, we're going to try to see and talk about on the show. So check out those things, and um, you'll be well prepared for uh, next week's episode when we ask the question again, what did you watch? What? 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 Did you watch? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are just about through uh, with episode 176 of the show. Uh, but before we go, we're going to quickly give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Mine is going to be, over the last couple of days, I watched The Defiant Ones, which is available on Peacock for free right now. This was the HBO-produced documentary about Dr. Dre and his business partner, Jimmy Iovine, who came up with Beats by Dre. 
and eventually sold it to Apple for for three point two million or billion. Sorry. Um, so Trillion. it's the story of Dre going from you know this nobody in Compton to the first billionaire of hip hop, and you get a lot of hip hop history, a lot of great interviews, a lot of really cool stories you might not have heard yet. Um, it's just a it, it, it's a quick four hour or so hip hop history lesson that is really fucking awesome so if you've seen like hip hop evolution you're gonna want to make your way to the defiant ones again it's on peacock so big recommend for that one go check that one out um, for my one more thing, uh, I, I feel like it's going to be this for a while now, but uh, just go follow me on TikTok. That's where I'm putting a lot there of uh, content out there, you know, hidden movie details, some comedy stuff. Uh, honestly, just kind of whatever sticks. And an update for uh, people wondering, I uh, last week, what, it was like 10,000 hours I had or something like that. I am now at 15. So oh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a slow it slowed down a little bit due to the holidays, but I see it picking up a little bit more. So uh, just keep on chugging, I guess. Fifteen. You get a fucking cookie and a star. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be funny. Eventually, when you hit some crazy amount of numbers, we're gonna have this audio to go back to, and you're gonna be like, "Remember when I got ten thousand? Mm-hmm. How stoked we were!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I'll do another plug for Jared here. La- last week, um, after we recorded the podcast, we we sat down and. Um, watched eight crazy nights oh yeah um, so uh, my my usual um yearly christmas eve watch was the day before um of of uh of eight crazy nights so i, I appreciate you guys joining joining me for that uh, as jared is your first time watching it um and we recorded uh, us watching it on uh, uh jared's patreon so uh if you want to hear our, our thoughts and us you know laugh about it and um recite some of the lines um check that out but uh, it was just a fun time watching Eight Crazy Nights with you guys. So uh, it was a diff- different than my usual watching it and falling asleep on the couch <laughs> 20 minutes in. So that that was fun. Yeah, that was a good time. Not yeah. too shabby. Reindeers and poopsicles. <laughs> that's what I got from it. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Yikes. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, head up JB's Patreon so you can catch that commentary. Also, make sure you're on JB TikTok as well. Become one of the 15,000 uh, subscribers over there. And then uh, hit up Peacock and check out the Defiant Ones. Peacock. That's going to do it for this week's One More Thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to do it for <laughs> episode 176 of the SoCo Show. Happy Octaversary, guys. <laughs> Uh, very, very blessed to be back here for another eight pack with with the two of you guys. So um, another great episode in the books. Uh, let us know on Twitter and on Facebook. Like I said, we're playing around with some new stuff on the podcast. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what you're liking and not liking. And uh, you know, join the conversation. Any of the stuff that we talked about today, hit us with a comment on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever it is you want to get a hold of us. Um, we love to keep it rolling and chatting with you, all of you guys. Um, next best chance to chat with us live is going to be on January 21st. It's a Thursday night, 8 p.m. on the J Buck Studios YouTube channel. We are going to be live, baby, live, uh, chatting with all of you guys in the comments, hanging out, doing some fun stuff. Um, so looking forward to that. Mark your calendars. Um, stuff over on the J Buck Studios YouTube page and TikTok all the time. Links to that stuff is in the description. And then just want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors and our anchor wankers for helping us keep the show Wanker. going. Helping us improve it all the time. And uh, would ask you guys out there, you know, please uh, share this episode, share the podcast with some friends, help us grow the party a little bit. Help us to get to that 25 anchor wanker uh, number. Wanker. So we can get that exclusive release of a brand new NPA track. So uh, help us help us grow grow the party a little bit there. Um, 
Anyways, that's going to wrap up what probably is going to end up being a long SoCo show. So we appreciate you guys uh, listening in, spending a little time with us this holiday weekend. We want to wish everyone a very happy new year, and we're excited to uh, have you back here on the show in 2021. So for the bro host, Jared Bunkendall, and the so host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.